today on the Kill Podcast. Canada wins! Unless you're watching in Russian? Connor McDavid decides to blow everyone's mind. Peter Laviolette hits a low note in the Music City. Corey Perry has one of the most legendary walks of shame in the world of hockey. Just in hockey? Eh, probably on Friday, Friday mornings, too. Or Saturday mornings, depending on how hard Well, Sundays. Party. Sundays, too. Why, why Friday mornings? What are you doing on Thursday? A lot. All that and more on the Kill Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Kill Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kiel, alongside me, the insider of the insiders, <laughs> also the guy that got me some Timmy's coffee this morning, Tyler Keel. I'd just be happy that you're the host today and not Ricky Gervais, or else we'd probably be flagged more than any other show we've ever done. In Ricky Gervais is... Ricky Gervais! What a... Well, wait, can I do the Brett Hall? Like Bernie, like Brett Hall in playoffs, Bernie, Bernie, Ricky Gervais. That's pretty much how I feel right now. Is it pronounced Gervais or Gervais? Who cares? That guy. Guy's pretty, a legend. I'm pretty sure Bernie Federko. I mean, that's actually how I think it's Federko. Anyways, yes, Ricky Gervais having a blast in the Golden Globes. I wasn't watching it until apparently he started and was like, watch Ricky Gervais. I turned it on. I'm like, oh my. He just Ricky Gervais is the guy that takes he took the Golden Globes and he basically made he them shined com- them up real nice. He basically made them a comedy central roast of actors and the acting community. Well, it was perfect. Well, that's usually how it is nowadays. Like you ever have like an award like the SB the SB monologue at the beginning is probably the most important ten minutes of television in sports, at least in award shows. Hockey can kind of be, I mean, the NHL awards a little behind. I remember the one year Keegan-Michael Key did the NFL awards one year. He just tore into the league and tore into Roger Goodell. Then there was... It's fine. Jay-Z's in there now. It's okay. The Emmys is kind of a comedy show within itself, just because nobody takes it seriously. I think the only respectable, quote-unquote respectable one nowadays is still the Oscars. No, the Tonys. Because, you know, Neil Patrick Harris hosted every year. It's either him or Hugh Jackman, it seems like. Further, no, he did not host that one year. Remember that one year where they did the whole bit at the beginning where... Um, was that the goal? Was that the... Now, was that the Emmys or was that... I think it was an Emmy. It was the Emmys because it was the one girl from Big Bang Theory hosting it. Was couldn't, that? couldn't tell your name. She The one that was hot at the beginning of the show, but by the end just looked like a very sad soccer mom. Oh, um, um, oh, what was her character's name? Thank um, God Kelly doesn't listen to the show. She'd probably be screaming right now. What do you mean? What's Vegemir? Oh, Penny. Penny, cuz. Penny. Oh, no, I'm talking about the, I'm trying to think of the act. Penny. I'm trying to think of the actress's name. I can't think of her name. Oh, well, why don't you just look it up there, Big Shooter? No, because I really don't care enough. Fair enough. Speaking of which, how far are you in the letter, Kenny? The new season? Yeah. We haven't watched the episode. Okay. I have two more left. We would have finished Listen, the I haven't watched the new Star Wars movie yet. I haven't watched an episode of Letter Kenny. I'm working on it. Dude, Christmas break would have been the perfect time to do it, man. See, but I'm a really good boyfriend, and I help. I'm a great fiancé, apparently. Well, according to Kelly, I am at some points. But hey, I still was able to watch it because I made sure that I told Kelly, I don't care what you want to do. We're going to see Star Wars on Thursday. Did you have to move Kelly out of Ionia? <laughs> And a cat. Isn't there a movie theater in Ionia? 
There is. Yeah, there you go. What's, what's We're the... too busy. Too busy. Heard the blur. Too busy. Heard the blur. Too... Well, hold on. All I'm hearing is excuse okay, right I'll call, now. I'll call, results. I will call it... I will call Katie right now. We. I'll say that we did three trips. With the cars, and then the first trip we did with a trailer. Because we did the first trip with um, her brother, Zach, who, what apparently, have to who, do appara- with- who apparently listens to the show, by the way. What does this have to do... With hockey? Yeah. What the does fact that, do that with, Zach no, listens to the show. No, what does this have to Hi, do Zach. with the fact that you have not watched Star the new Star Wars yet or any of the new season of Letterkenny? Okay. So, driving to Ionia takes about 45 minutes to an hour depending on how fast you're going and how traffic is or how the weather is. So, take, and the weather was great all break. Or by great, I mean dry. So, you take two Ionia and back. So, that's roughly about two hours or so. Okay. Times that by uh, three. Call it three. Well, she, you know what? She lives in town now, Alex. You have no excuse. I want it. I want a report by the fifteenth. The fifteenth, at least for, for a How couple. How about the eighteenth? Eighteenth. I want Star Wars and at least a couple episodes of Leonard Kenny to consider you a respectable adult. Deal. All right. We've set the date, January the eighteenth. That'll be a sat. It's a Saturday. Oh yeah. Cause are you gonna? You want to watch the McGregor fight? Because I have ESPN Plus on the eighteenth. Well, it well it depends. I have a game Saturday night. I think it's eight thirty. Wait, Puck ESPN drop. Plus. So do you get the like? Yeah, I get the fights. You get the fight? Do you, I, have, to pay get... a, do you have to pay, pay a premium for it? No, it said it's on ESPN+. Plus. I should be able to watch it. It's oh. like, w, like WWE now, man. Oh. You don't need to pay for anything, even though I don't have WWE anymore. I oh. probably... When is Royal Rumble? Is that the 20-something? I have no clue. All I know is that I found out yesterday that the Daytona 500 is on the 15th. 15th? Of no. January? G- no, February. It's on the... I was no. about to say... No, it's on the 16th because it's the week. It's the Sunday 16th of January or February? February. Yeah, it's the Sunday before my birthday. I okay. know that because well, okay, it's about just about a week after Katie's birthday. Yeah, we can do that. We better do it. It's 500, man. Kelly's gonna be mad as hell, but I don't care. It's just gonna be a matter of who we watch it with. I don't care who we watch it with. I'm just gonna get a bunch of crap food out and grab a bunch of beer. Tyler, we want you to work that day. You should. Nope. We should all hang out together, like yourself, Kelly. Me and Katie, Zach, and his beautiful wife, Samantha. Are you saying Samantha? Be- are you being nice, beautiful, or uh, I'm being nice? Okay, she's a nice person. Like she's her. got a great personality. She does. Perfect. I was well, hesitant. I was at the beginning, but then again, I hated Kelly at the beginning, so that, that's a whole nother story. That's that's a mood. That's a whole mood. Guys. That's a whole mood, man. Samantha's a good person. But please tell me that. Maybe if I say it enough, will it stop? Will she stop saying it? What? If that's I, a whole mood? If I keep saying no, it. No, it will not stop. Shoot. It will go until we deem that it's done. I'm going to... Oh, cur- That died a long time ago. No, it's still That going. died when people no, it, finally no. realized that Cardi B is not actually a musician. She's just someone that's a stripper who talks to a beat in the background. Literally. That was probably what she started doing. She probably well, started... she's a rapper. That's what rappers do. They, it's basically spoken word poetry with a rhythm to a beat. That's what rappers are. Yes, but she is the amount of talent as well. Any SoundCloud rapper, really. I mean, she's got some, she's got banging verses, dude. You're about to say bars, and I was about to say, buddy, you buddy, are she's got bars. Buddy, you are fired. You know what she has? You know what she has? She has Gervais. gold bars. Ricky Gervais, you know nothing about hockey. Perfect. You're just going to come here and gold rip bars. for an hour. We're going to have spitting chiclets. How about we spitting something? I don't know. What do, what do Brit spit? Huh? 
I'm trying to think of like, you know, they're spitting chiclets, whatever, right? So let's do something for Ricky Gervais. Spitting tea? No. Spitting tea bit? No. Spitting biscuits? Spitting biscuits. Oh my gosh. We got it. Ricky at Ricky Gervais. We have an idea. Spitting biscuits with Ricky Gervais, dude. You'll never have to work another day in your life. Fun fact that uh that pink lemonade flavored vodka. You're just embarrassing. It's delicious. Yeah, because it's all sugary BS. It's like pink. You lemonade. don't yet okay, this is all you do. You take like a Perrier or like some sort of like the fact spark- that you just said a carbonated water dude, just if you're gonna drink that crap, just drink it straight. Well, you you can. don't have any dignity anyways. Well you can, but if you, you have if as you much want class bagel- as David Portnoy if you drink that crap. Hey. Hey now. Hey. Hey, I'm calling. I'm shooting. Hey, hey. I'm shooting. No, no. Coming that's, at you. That's, no, that's that's fighting words right Damn there. Damn fighting words. What's it? 929? Yeah. Tilly time, boys. Tilly time. Let's Bright get back to early. hockey. Let's get back to hockey. We talking were, about Tilly's. We were um, talking about we were talking about hockey. We were talking about If you drink chiclets. that bar stool BS Kool-Aid crap with the the hockey stick stir sticks. Let us know using the hashtag the kill podcast, hashtag TKP at the kill podcast. Don't use the hashtag TKP. We don't need to support the Turkish Communist Party. Nobody is, Alex. You know how many different hash like connotations for like all the hashtags there are? I'm just you you mean acronyms? No, I mean like I'm not talking about acronyms. I'm talking about like if you do like hashtag, you know, you know, WTF. They're not gonna be talking about the same thing for WTF. Heck, there could be something WTF that's an acronym, like you said. Hashtag WWF. Is it a wildlife fund or is it old wrestling videos? I still want to get the sh- the panda. Sh- I still keep forgetting to find the panda shirt with, with the steel chair. chair. Yeah, no, it's still online. Was that Pro Wrestling Tees? Pro Probably they might have it. But nevertheless, Canada won. Canada won. Oh yeah. By the way, um. Happy New Year, and for all those that haven't been listening to uh, hockey or watching hockey, uh, the World Juniors happened. And Canada won. Starting Started the day after uh, Boxing Christmas. Day. Boxing Day for all of our Canadian listeners. Canada smacked the United States. And, uh, and they got smacked by Russia in the prelims, and everyone's like, oh boy, maybe Canada's not that good. Then thank goodness they played Germany and the Czechs in the final two games and somehow won the group still. Still. And I'll be honest with you. I, it's funny because Sweden, you know, they won their four preliminary games. Like, man, Sweden's a favorite coming into the tournament. And I'm really looking. I'm like, guys, they're going to lose again. I think they've what, won 50, is it 52 now? 52 consecutive group games, group preliminary round games. Oh, Canada? Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Oh, and God. They and they win the group again. And guess what happened? Because Sweden, okay. Three things here. Thing number one. Trey Cronair. <laughs> when, when the United States was eliminated... Um, one of the hockey meme pages that I followed basically posted a the gif of uh in sync's bye bye bye. Oh yeah, and it was just them, but they photoshopped the uh the, the like the key players for the United States team. Yep, that's thing number one. Thing number two was when the United States was eliminated and Russia looked like it was on the ropes. Um, they posted a picture of. What was it, President Trump and uh, Vladimir Putin um, shaking hands, and the 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 caption was "United States and Russian hockey fans shaking, being supportive of each other while Canada wins." Um, and then the third thing is that Sweden is good. They they're, are always good at they're, hockey. They're always. I'm not going to say they're not good, Alex. I'm just saying they just. 
I put it right, right after right after Miraza put that goal in overtime when Russia scored and Russia won. I put there three certainties in life: death, taxes, and Sweden choking in the medal round. Every year, I have never seen eight them. games out of ten. It was Sweden twenty twelve, Alex. Eight games out of ten, Sweden wins. However, there's a problem, Alex. Every year, out of the four games they have. So that's what? One out of four, right? Yeah, so eight, eight games out of ten, right, Sweden wins. But the two games that five, they sorry. do lose is the, in the medal, in the medal round. round. Every single year. And I don't get it because, I mean, I mean, going back, I mean, Eustace Annan, or Justice Annan, and Annan, holy mother. The Finnish goaltender played really well against the Americans. But Sweden just seemed like they had this. And they looked, and it's funny because Russia went up on them in that semifinal game. And, you know, they chased their starting goaltender. It looked like Russia was on the ropes. That Russia just battled back and battled back. And I'll be honest with you. I, I forget who Sweden's coach is. I can't think of him off the top, off top of my head. But the fact that Rasmus Sandin was out there for that long in overtime. He was out there, I'm pretty sure the entire, was it three and a half minutes that was played, and everyone's like, he get, oh my gosh, how did he get burned on that goal by Marazov where he literally walked around him and put it in, put the backhander in. You put him on the ice for three minutes, guess what? He's going to get tired because Sandin's not a defensive defenseman. He plays a 200-foot game. That's why he led all defensemen in points in the, See, in the tournament. Okay, but that's he, just a brain dead decision. That's the reason why they haven't won since 2012, Alex. Okay, they haven't won a darn I see, thing. I see your point. However, in that game, okay, you, it's an overtime situation. Yes, you want, you want your best players out there. You want your best players out there, but also you You're want... you telling me Sandine's your only good player? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you want your best players out there, but you also want your best chances to score. Because you can play defense all you want, but if they're just shooting pucks at you like a machine gun, one's going to pop in there somehow. So you want a player like Rasmus Sandin, who has been a highlight machine for just getting shots from the point. He is really good at getting pucks in that. Yeah, like him and Cider both, by the way, for the Toronto-Detroit fans, you're welcome. But no, Sandin, he deserved to have been on that ice the entire three minutes. It didn't work out because he did get tired. However, in that situation, you have you run the risk of okay, you take him off the ice, but who's your next best to fill that spot? Because you're probably your second defenseman is going to be on the ice with probably three or four, if Sandy's not on the ice. Well, the worst part is Hugo Anafelt played absolutely phenomenal in that game because there were times when Russia was dominating, trying to make the comeback, and he was making some magnificent saves. But I'm trying to look at their defense core, I mean, they have Adam Ginning, Philip Bro- Philip Broberg's there. They have Matthias Norlander. I guess I don't know if he played a whole lot, but there were options to put him on the ice. I just I digress. It's, fun, it's, it's funny. Also, it's it's also overtime, so you. It's just funny how like people are like oh my gosh how does Sweden do this every year? how do they you know play well in the preliminaries win the group they go four and all they win by like five. I mean they had the close game against Finland. I'll give you that the overtime win in the preliminaries, but winning the World Juniors is hard. It is hard. I would say it's part near. Russia harder than winning the world. Russia has only won it once since '99, and that was in 2011. We'll get to that in a second. We'll but, get to that in a second. However, but winning the world juniors is so difficult. Was it, it 03? What the last time Russia won before 2011? I can look that up. But I would say that winning the world juniors in hockey is harder than winning the world championship in hockey. It's so competitive, and these players they're they're young. And they've got all this energy, and they 
they're just so competitive. It's so difficult. Two thousand so two thousand three was the last time before twenty eleven. So they've won since okay. two thousand three. Since ninety nine, they've won it three times. Because I remember the ninety nine game. That was the one Luongo on a very weak looking wrister got beaten. But anyways, anyways, this it's difficult. So yes, I I would say Sweden is the third best team in the world as far as world juniors goes as of right now it's, it's almost like a well I'll as honest, of right every, now it every is, year it is canada like, it seems like you can roll the dice and just pick out of russia canada u.s sweden no. finland you can just roll the dice and say who's going to be the good team this year that would not be my order as of right now no i'm not saying there's an order i'm saying out of the they're just oh okay, those five uh, okay because remember canada finished sixth last year that is Sweden's true. always the best team in the preliminary rounds. Finland just seems to do well and come tournament, come the medal round. They just happen to be there, at least in the last decade. Russia's Russia. The United States, if they have a good team and a decent goaltender, they can be a competitive team. This this year they weren't. Yeah, and and I talk about this with with like collegiate sports sometimes. Actually, not sometimes. It's a lot. It's like, well, we were great this year, but why weren't we good last year? It's because every graduation. Year, yeah, every year things change you have players that graduate uh, so so maybe last I year do from, wonder, la, from team canada from last year to this year maybe a lot of the players that were at the downfall of them getting sixth place it's funny because was a result I, of hey lafreniere is a really good player hey well, he's it, getting some solid minutes partner best player i mean you you got him touted as the best player in the entire tournament well here's the thing so i well, i wonder i'll go to we'll get to lafreniere later on here but Barrett Hayton was released by the Coyotes to come play in the World Junior Tournament. Team captain for Canada ended up being the leading scorer. Why wasn't Jack Hughes released by the Devils? Because I'll be honest, the, the Americans could have used him. No question about it. And it's not like the Devils are in a playoff hunt right now. The Coyotes are a team that are. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Barrett Hayton is not doing a whole lot with the Coyotes right now. Same thing with Curtis Azar back in 2015. When you say released, you mean like you I just mean, mean I like loan? Like, yeah, allowed to go play in the tournament. Okay, Same, was, that's why like Sandine was. You got to be careful with when you the verbiage here. So they were, he was loaned. It was on loan. He to was team allowed Canada. to go play pretty much. Yes. Why wasn't Jack Hughes allowed? I mean, Does, I mean, Ray Shiro is looking like more like Doug Wilson every single day by how dumb he looks. But can we just get in the fact that Jack Hughes probably would have helped the Americans at least score a goal against the Finns? By the way, can you talk about how Pete Blackburn's trying out for Barstool? <laughs> I think, okay, personal opinion here. I really think the reason why Jack Hughes did not play in this tournament is solely on the fact that... If it was his choice, I'm going to laugh because that's Jer- just embarrassing. The New Jersey Devils right now are a sandcastle with the waves coming in. It really feels like that. You, lo- you lost Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall is gone now. Which, by the way, you did voluntarily. Good job. And... PK has openly said, and it's been reported everywhere, that he does not want to be in New Jersey. He wants to be on a playoff contender. He doesn't, he want doesn't to be deserve a, to be on a playoff contender. He doesn't want to be on a rebuild team. PK, Regar- regardless PK, of whether or not he just, deserves it, he does PK not want to be just... on a rebuilding team. He wants to be a con- on a competitor, and he wants to be on a competitor now. Someone just tell PK, just calm down, go home, bang Lindsey Vaughn for the rest of your life, you're happy. I mean, what's what more? He's going to be on a, He's going to have a talk show, all right? Just remember this. He's going to be on NHL on NBC before you know it because Lindsey Vaughn's just going to poke the producers or whatever at NBC. He's like, hey, Buddy, my husband. No he's, no, he's going to be on the NHL network. Oh, yeah, him and Kevin Weeks. There's a dynamic. There you go. Let me tell you right there. 
No, it's kind of. Gl- see, that's the one glad. You know, it sucks. I don't have NHL networks. I can't just turn it on in the morning and watch the highlights or whatever. But I'm glad I don't have to watch Kevin Weeks. What's wrong with Kevin Weeks? Everything. He just he's annoying. He, I, he spits I, out information. That's what he does. Well, so do we. But let me tell you right now, nobody likes me because I mean that's because of how it is. It's because you're a dick. Thank you. <laughs> but Kevin Weeks, I've heard actually heard on multiple accounts from multiple people that I've talked to personally, not just read about personally. That he's a complete and utter turd. Mm, he's fair. a turducken. Anyways, but Americans lose. Sweden chokes again. Finland puts up a good fight, but not enough. Sweden does get the bronze. But the big game was the final. Russia. Russia versus Winning Canada. the gold medal. Five to three. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so for, for those... Do you want to go to the game first, or want to talk... Let's talk about the game first. Okay, first. so let's talk about the actual game that happened this year. Yes, so... First of all, I watched the first period at home because we had Kelly's mom's side Christmas celebration on Sunday. By the way, I did not watch this game live. I had to completely depend on highlights. That's and that's pretty much fine because it's really which what it was. for some apparent reason the highlight pack that I watched completely missed the TSN camera thing. They well, yeah, because it wasn't a goal. It seems like if you get, if you get highlight packs, a three minute packs, so they usually only get the goals and big plays. As you're saying, but uh, that crowd was electric, dude. I always knock that, you know, oh, in Europe, you know, there's not as many Canadian fans or whatever. Dude, Czech Republic was just littered with Canadians. It was awesome. The, even, the, even, the, even the Czech fans. I was skeptical because I'm like, is Czech Republic that really big into junior hockey, the World Junior Tournament? You watch every single game there, right? When Canada played the Czech Republic, you couldn't buy a ticket. You couldn't scalp a ticket unless you want to put a comma in the price that you're going to pay for those tickets. It was, it right. was, a, great, it was a great atmosphere in Ostrava, the entire tournament. And that place was bounced in the first 20 minutes, and nothing happens. All right, cool. Go to period two. Russia gets on top. All right, it's one nothing. No big deal. Canada gets five on three power play. They score. It's one one. They score late in the second to go two one. Does Russia? And I get to the third period, and at this point, I really, I mean, I was kind of like glancing at it during the second period at at the family gathering. Third period, it was on. I was watching it. I almost turned it off when Russia made it three one. And I'm like, this is actually going to happen. This sucks because you're gonna get to the the gold medal game and just and then lose. I mean, I mean, it's happened before. I remember the shootout a couple years ago in, in the United States, which I almost punched Tyler because he came into the room and U.S. won it in a shootout because I was superstitious as heck. Still am, I guess. But nonetheless, I'm sitting there watching this third period. I'm like, we're gonna lose this game to Russia, and they're gonna have the glory. In, in Europe, on European soil, it's going to be awful. But then, a weird bounce off Connor McMichael. It's 3-2, okay? It's a close game. Then, Canada gets a great opportunity. Barrett Hayton, who dang near blew out his shoulder the game the day before, gets rips a shot off the bar and in. It's 3-3. Place is going nuts. Gord Miller is losing his voice once again, just like he always does in big games for, in, on TSN. And then, four and a half minutes to go, Akil Thomas, who, by the way, played like four minutes in the first two periods. Yeah. That, finds, that, a, finds a loose puck and just darts in. And I'm watching this play. I'm like, that puck's far enough. I mean, that, that's got to get poke checked, you know? But he darts in after it, picks it up, and just Mario Lemieux, like, sliding in, goes to his backhand, puts it off the post. Gordon Miller screams. I'm trying to not scream out loud because don't forget the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game was going on because if I was screaming, people would have been confused because I think there was, like, a timeout going on. So I was just like, timeout. Yeah! 
It's like coming to America. It's my favorite part of the game. It's halftime. Yes. I was just like, I was like, I was in the fist pump, like, like trying to hold it in, you know? Yeah, you're, you're like an American at their first, like, MLS game. Bull crap! That was not a call! Dude, it's halftime. Okay, oh. that was one game of FIFA. It was the first time we played, all right? Shut up. Just thinking Crosby. But Captain Thomas Crosby. scores a goal, and I'm like, all right, four and a half minutes. They can do this. And then Canada takes a penalty. They took, like, I forget, was it seven or eight minors in that game? It was ridiculous. Now, I know the re- and I know the double IHF refs are they're awful. They don't, and especially even in gold medal games, championship games, they don't they don't let the boys play. They call it tight. Except for, you know, if it's a women's, you know, world championship where Finland gets screwed. But that's oh, neither here nor there. Oh Not God. gonna get into that. Oh God. But I'm literally watching this game and I'm like, Russia's gonna tie it up. We're gonna go to overtime. I have to sit here and bury it in my phone. Kelly's gonna get mad. And then Dudash just fires the puck over the glass, and I'm like, great! Six on three. They're scoring twice. Russia's going to win because they're going to score two goals in the final two minutes. It's over. It's all over. Kind of like uh, Washington did. But that was like a minute for No, like that, that was... It was Washington. In what? Just like the other day. Oh, I thought you were talking about like when in they the were, finals. I'm about to say like, well, there was no, Chicago when they were, no, when in 2013. They were, no, when they were down two goals and there was like a minute or something. Oh, or, yes. That was... Who are they playing? I remember I just... Yeah, I saw that the other... Oh, gosh. It would be like New Jersey or something. I don't know. It would have been... you think it would have been New Jersey. But all of a sudden, everyone's like pointing. I'm like, what the heck happened? Because don't forget, my sound was on minimal because obviously like it'd be rude to have my sound on, I guess. So I was like... I couldn't hear what was going on. But all of a sudden, I see the replay and everyone's pointing at the camera. TSN always puts a camera right at the red line between the penalty boxes on the glass, right? Not hanging over, but just right there. The puck out of all the places it could have gone, hits this camera. And the rule is, if it hits a camera or something attached to the glass or attached to the ice or something like that, a player cannot be penalized. I'm not kidding you. This kid actually put the puck off the camera so there's no penalty. A one in a million shot. There's a better chance, Alex, of Dudas putting the puck from center ice into that, like the box with the little hole. They always do it like the, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks games for a million dollars than him hitting that camera. Hmm. Yet he did it. It was a six on four. Then Russia took three or four dumb penalties at the end of the game and Canada won on a power play. By the way, the, the Capitals win where they won in overtime after getting the two goals uh, was against San Jose. That's what I was thinking it was, because I'm like, they were on an East Coast swing. But I was just like, how in the world does that happen? Out of everything that could happen in that game, it just looked like, all right, it's just falling in Russia's favor. It's over. But Canada holds on. Record-winning gold once again. My goodness. I I was... It was more of a that was more of a sigh of relief than a victory, because I was like, I'm sure if like had they had like a Jordan Everly come from behind win, it'd been different. I mean, they did come from behind, but it was like four and a half minutes long of just all right. Can they hold on to this? There's going to be two statues that are going to be made after this, and there's going to be two moments that are going to be entrances into this decade's best deck best plays in hockey. 
Akeel Thomas's statue sliding in. It'll be in Scarborough, uh, city center in Scarborough. Akeel Thomas's goal, and then just a statue of that camera. Somebody actually made an account for the Argue yeah. with me that that camera saves Canada. Dude, There's it's going to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That camera? Oh, absolutely. We're going to go there next. We're going to go there this coming summer. And I'm like, it's a TSA camera that won the gold. Well, yeah, Even James Nothy said the real MVP is the TSN camera. Well, because they're going to have a World Juniors exhibit or something like that. No. Oh, why don't they? That'll be the next banner I get. Maybe. Yes. A, I wor- got, a, wor- a World Juniors exhibit? That'd be I'm going to wait until next year to get the Centennial banner because they still sell. he's still selling the Centennial banners. That's me, my new That's my new thing. I'm going to collect them. Getting the banners? Hey, why not? Oh, yeah. By the way, this dude, you got freaking... Okay, so Christmas was... <laughs> Pretty good this year, I will say. And this guy decides, okay, I get him and his fiance a snow globe. Which, by the way, that's going to be my thing for you and Kelly now. I'm going to get you guys a snow globe every oh, year. Oh, God. So you're going to have a bunch of snow globes. Can we do like every it's other gonna, year? No, no, it's going to be like... We have enough of that stuff. It's going to be like Man, Uncle Brian with his nutcrackers. No, you're getting a snow globe. No, oh, jeez. But this guy decides to freaking buy the Hockey Hall of Fame Gordie Howe and Gretzky exhibition like banners and gives one to me and one to dad. I'm just, hey, you're, you step me up. I, dude, okay, here's, so here was the initial plan. Let me, I'll, I'll explain it here just so it's easier for you. What I, I wanted to. You marking, you marking down the time? Yes. Okay. I wanted to <laughs> put in, well, I wanted to get dad one. He got, cause he got me the Stanley Cup one. So I'm like, I got to repay the favor, but it was a better deal to get two of them. And he's like, I think it's like 109 for two, for one, 200 for two. And so I'm like, I'll just get two of them. I can get one for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably going to keep collecting these, probably keep getting them. Alex needs something for his eventual house. So I got, so I got one for you. And then, so they got delivered here and I brought them over to Kelly's house and I opened them up and Kelly looks at him. She's like, we need one. I'm like, you paying for it? Yep. We need it. So I ended up buying them. So I bought three of them. So all of us are going to Toronto this summer. Yeah, uh, I didn't check those tickets, by the way. So no, I, no, they're good. They're, they're, they're good? good yeah. Okay. I uh, Kelly and Dad texted me, because I was like, I thought, because like, I bought them in 2019. Does that mean they expire in 2019? Sometimes they're like that. That's why I was like so nervous. Like they, I'm like, then you buy them as a Christmas gift in December, and they're like, hey, oh, yeah, by we have the a way. Week, we have to go to Toronto on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, there's worse things, but I was just like, oh, jeez. But thankfully, they're all good. So I got to, I'm trying to figure out, do I want to buy this Nintendo banner now? And try to find two more people to come with us, or I wait till next year because I'm pretty sure they'll still be available. Because here's the thing: the Gretzky it, Howe exhibit. Because I talked to Matt Martin; he's the guy that's in charge of all that. Matt Martin, not that the hockey player. No, one T, one T, Matt. He said, "I mean, they're probably going to be if the Centennial banners are still available now. They're probably going to be available through till next, I guess, next season. So possibly. So that's why I'm like, I can wait until then because I got to buy two headsets as well with the wedding money we're going to get." Oh yeah, that's like, right. Like, well, I mean, well, did you put them on your registry? No, you didn't. No, because oh, because well, no, Bed Bath and they don't sell that stuff on Bed Bath and Beyond. Or you can Target. register at more than one place, Ty. I'm just gonna start up an Amazon registry. What's on it? Headphone headsets, two headsets, two hundred bucks a piece. They're actually they're actually decent headsets for two hundred bucks. And, also, and oh, also, two hundred bucks for a headset for a broadcasting headset is pretty cheap. And also actual studio mics with like the the boom arm that comes down, so it like sits right in front of your yeah, face. Yeah, someone can of, hit with a golf cart, Alex. Instead, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't driving that golf cart. We, you guys would have finished it first. We would. We would have. That won. seven dollar big boy burger would have been worth it. 
But no! We would have won state finals you, that year. You lost by enough points that it made sense at the boom tower getting hit. The one I time you let the parents drive the stinking carts. The one time. See, that's why I hate timing penalties. I hate them. It's the stu- marching band, folks. Marching band. Marching here. band, folks. Zach, Zach will appreciate this as he's running his running his route because he, he he works for UPS. But no, I digress. Not my fault. We would have won first. I would have had a gold medal around my neck. I, no, we doing the salute. We would. I would have won. We would have stormed the field. We would have stormed the field. Oh no, you wouldn't have stormed the field. But the no, we would have stormed. No, but the, made, the practice lot after would have been freaking party town. It'd be bumping, and then all the all the. All the hobos and all the homeless people come out. I'm trying to sleep over here. Yeah. No, what would happen was um, all the guys in the penitentiary right across the street would have been like, can you keep it down? We just got lights out. <laughs> just have, just have a- our, par- our practice lot was across the street from Detroit Penitentiary. I'm sorry. It was literally, if it's still at that point now where Detroit's actually, I lived in a, I stayed in a pretty nice spot. Actually, well, It actually- was, it was Detroit Penn. Our practice lot, and then a Ford building field. that a building that had uh, a huge freaking poster of Indonican Sioux, and then Fort Field. That was it. If you go anywhere south or northeast of Fort Field, Comerica, Little Seeds, all that area now, off of Woodward or Jefferson, yeah, it's just not good. It's just not good. I go stayed, south. When I stayed, when I was at the GLI, I stayed at a, a loft off of Jefferson. It actually wasn't bad. I was really, I was really right on the water. I could see Windsor from where I was at. Kelly would have hated it just because, you know, it, it wasn't the cleanest part of town, but then again, nowhere in Detroit is. Oh, Greek town is. Well, I mean, like somewhere to stay like in a, in a relatively fair price department or like Airbnb like that. Fair. Now, cause I mean, I want to know how much those places are that are literally right across the street. Is that from the rink? Is that, is that section eight or, or uh. just really expensive condos? Oh, those are really expensive condos. Okay, because I look at those section like, eight. Could you imagine, could you no, imagine no, if you're you, just sitting right across the street from the dude? Rink? You got at least three blocks, depending on which direction you're going about section eight housing. I was just like, it was funny because I literally am looking at this. I'm like, could you imagine? Also, you got to remember, Detroit, even though it's a metropolitan city, their section eight housing is far less than like Grand Rapids. Their section eight housing is downtown. It's like. The big buildings that are brand spinking new. No. Yes. Yes. I'm think. Are you thinking about the by old Griff Sites, about the Griff Sites house? There's that. There's that. There's the that's there's the one that's um near the exit of uh, Ann Street when on US one thirty one. There's that okay, one. so it's not like downtown, downtown. No, but not there, in the heart. Okay. No, but there's the one. I think there's. That's about the same distance. I would say. From I the think it's of- off of Ionia. I think. Okay, there's one that's smack dab downtown. I can't remember where exactly. Are you thinking it is. of Klingman's Loft or Furniture Loft or whatever those are? No, near the downtown market. I'll have to look it up. But there's one downtown that I, it's classified as Section Eight housing, or it's um, it's, it's hybrid, one probably. It's one of those weird ones where you you you're not allowed to exceed a certain salary point. Because mom was trying to get down there, and she was like, "Oh, oh. yeah," but she couldn't because she, she apparently made too much money, which. Okay, so back to the gold medal game. Then, then, yeah. Words, Tyler. The coffee's not hitting yet. 
the coffee's not hitting anything yet. The coffee could hit you so hard right now, and wouldn't even I wouldn't even feel it at least. But you know what hits harder than that? The reality that Russia didn't win. Oh, dear Lord. So, do you want to talk about this, or do you want me to talk about this? I th- we should both talk about this. Okay. Because it's a two-man show, and it's not your show. Just because you're the host, does not mean you're special. My show. You're I'm the-, the host. It's my show. No, yeah, you're the host. Guess who else? Hey, you want to know why it's my show? Because it's the Keel Podcast, and I pronounced the last name correctly, Mr. Keel. We're not actually... We're apparently a Caputo. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> actually, Caputo. Our great-great aunt decided to fornicate with a jazz musician in New York, and we don't know what we are anymore. For all we know, <laughs> well, uh, apparently I like to, pizza, but I don't know if I like it that much. I love pizza, man. Does that mean that we have to have Italian Christmas? Yeah, I don't know. I I love. I don't know if I like. I don't like lasagna. I don't know if I like kraut and sandwich sandwiches. Ooh. Kraut and kraut and sausage. Ooh, kraut and sausage sandwiches. Okay, keep talking to me. <sighs> Hold the mustard, though. I don't need that. Oh no, false. Hold the mustard. False. Un- Give unpop- me the mustard. Unpopular opinion. But, anyways, Russia-Canada. Yes. 3-3 in the third period. Yes. People watching like, oh, man, it's a close game. And then, boom, yes. Russia takes the lead 4-3, and they win 5-3. What a great g- Wait a second. What? Yeah, so what happened was um, there was a simultaneous broadcasting on two different channels in Russia on state television. and There were wh- two channels, Channel 1 and Match TV. So Channel 1 was the one that was doing the actual broadcast of the 2019 game. This one, the one that just happened, where Canada won. Yes. Match TV, however, they did simultaneously, uh, the exact same time, they had they were broadcasting the repeat of the 2011 game. The one where Russia yeah. beat Canada where, in the comeback game. Where Canada blew a 3-0 lead in the third period, which is funny because... And decided the same, to lose 5-3. Five, five, yeah. At the same time, at one point in the game, both games, there was a, it was a three-three tie. So you really could have flipped back and forth. If you're not, if you were not like paying attention to the rink, you probably—I mean, if you noticed—but of course, some people probably just watched the fight. They probably weren't the same jerseys either. Not, can- not Canada's, because Canada was wearing their reds, so that'd have been the big difference. Because I think Russia sweaters haven't changed a whole. No, wait, no, they have. Not they, too they, much. No, because they used to have more of a. They used to have more blue than they do now. In their sweaters, didn't they have like blue? They used to have like ah blue yes, sh- and they have more communist red now. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they have. Well, here's the thing. Of course, that's why Canada, Canada, Canada donned the, the blacks Canadian. for the last like four games or whatever. Everyone's like, "Why are you wearing blacks when you're the home team?" Because embrace the empire, turn heel. It's funny. Everyone's like, "Why would they do that?" Because everyone world domination through hockey, through hockey. I'll allow it. You'll allow it? I'll allow it. All right. But anyways, so the best part was, like, some people are actually congratulating the victory. And, like, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, congratulations for Russia. The 5-3 victory that was in 2011. Yes, the one that happened nine years ago. So I'm over here watching all this. Or, like, I didn't find out until after the game, of course, because long after Canada won. Right. Because obviously, if you're watching the live game, man, like, oh, what a great game. Akil Thomas, you know, it's great. Gold medal. The boys are singing. Hey, baby. Who? And then this Twitter stream, this Twitter feed comes out. This, you know, this whole story comes out about there's actually a complete mix up. And I'm like, how in the world? First of all, who plans that? Second of all, that's hilarious. 
Only in Russia would that happen, where it's like, all right, we're going to put this game on just in case we lose. Yeah. And I just... Oh, that's that's good stuff. And I, the best part was, was it is it Vanna or Yana Tarasenko? Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko's wife. Was Let me watched, go look at it real quick. Vlad Tarasenko, who's still hurt, by the way. Tarasenko. Tarasenko was watching the game, and she said, she admitted, that for the first 10, he admitted to that for the first 10 minutes of the game, he thought he was watching the actual game. That was until he saw himself playing in the game. He was watching the Tarasenko show. And he's like, wait a second, that's me. I I don't play. Why am, why am I on the TV? Why? How is this possible? Oh, wait, this was 2011. Because it's, like, it's like, uh, oh, what is it? It's like that. It's like Captain Marvel, the movie, where the... Spoiler alert, there's a, a breed of, or there's a, a people that can just like turn into like your best friend and act exactly like them. No, that's Captain Marvel. Oh, you said Captain Marvel, right? If they said Captain America, I'm like, wait, what? Movie, yes. But anyways, that's funny because I was like, oh, that's great. Because then, I mean, how does that happen? Like, hey, guys, we're going to put them both at the same time. You Dude, could, I don't know. That's something you do on, like, before the game. Like, hey, guys, remember when we beat them nine years ago? Let's watch it before we watch them beat them again. Or however you say it in Russian. But something vodka, you know, something like that. <laughs> but that's what you should do, right? Because that's what they do. Like, you watch, like, if you ever watch ESPN Classic during the week before a big football game, you can tell who's playing that week when they have a consistent replays. Yeah, because, like, LSU and Auburn and Michigan, Ohio State and the Iron Bowl, all those replays leading up to that week. That's fine. But then when you put it at the same time, it's not like it was 1987, the punch-up PS Andy. People could tell the difference between that and that. But some people who don't watch the tournament, they only watch the final, they they wouldn't be able to tell the difference. That is true. I mean, it'd be like, I mean, how do you, I, it's just, that's a Gordon Ray. We're doing the game then it's, no, was it Gordon? It was Gordon Ray. It's too good to be true. No, Pierre and him, it was Gordon Pierre doing the game at that point for TSN. I know they didn't watch that obviously in Russia, right? They obviously did the Russian feed, but I digress. They probably have had the same guys for the last years. Hilarious. And there, there are people like, I guess, other like Russian players or not Russian players, Russian athletes that were like, "Hey, congratulations on the win, boys! Way to go!" And then they were all trying to backpedal. Like, I, I meant something else, you know. No, there was like one I forgot where I just I just saw it on TSM, but it was um, basically he like pedaled back and said, "Oh no, I just lost a board game." So I was congr- congratulating the guys who sure, won the board game, but. That's like trying to make a save, but not making a save. Like, you know, Jonas Gustafsson or... So, Patrick Waugh, when he held the glove up, but the puck was right behind him. You're right, Alex. Oh, yeah, do Canadian to Russian thing. That's great. Yeah, literally, Russia pulled the Patrick Waugh. They thought they had it, but they really never had it the entire they time. They did not have it. But that's how that game went. It was a great win. And Alexi Lafreniere, he was a guy that, by the way, was I want to say I want to say abused by Tim Hunter because apparently if I say that nowadays people take it the wrong way. I mean by last year Tim Hunter did not play him. He really did not use utilize him correctly. By the way, Tim Hunter yesterday fired by the Moose Jaw Warriors. Good for him because he a lot of firings the other day. He sucks as a coach. Sorry, Moose Jaw hasn't won a darn thing ever with him behind the bench. Continue, but Lafreniere, Mark Hunter, not Mark Hunter, Dale Hunter lets him loose. What has happened? Alexi Lafreniere, best player in the tournament. 
Barrett Hayden gets more points, yes, but I think he had a. I think Hayden had a big game against the Germans. I think it was. But Lafreniere, the entire he had four points against the Americans. Played huge in the game against the Finns. Every I remember when he got hurt against Russia. People actually were like, people actually thought that he was done because the way his knee was and like, they're like, there goes his first round pick. He's done. Canada's chances are shot. He played in five games and was a two point a game player. And he comes back against Slovakia, big game for him. Comes back against the Finns, big time player. They win against Russia, four goals and six assists in five games. I forgot what Peter Forsberg did in the '94 tournament. It was the '93 and '94 tournament, he had a he led the team, led the tournament in points, and by some ridiculous margin. But I, it's he been did, a while. He did, he did the cool shootout thing with the one-handed stick. That was the Olympics, but not the but. For some reason, Canada has not had this kind of a player in the World Junior Tournament. I'm trying to think back because Max, I remember Max Domi had a real big year in 2015. I mean, everyone looks at Jonathan Taves' shootout in 2007, but he wasn't dominant the entire tournament. It's been an extremely long time where we've seen a player just take over games for Canada and do it throughout the through each game that they're in. Because last year, Canada's in, offense was inconsistent. Heck, they lost 2-1 to one to Finland. Now, don't get me wrong. They played Uko Pekka-Lukin in, in, in the quarterfinals, so I digress. But... 2017 that or 2018 excuse me that was more of a complete all-around effort the 2017 team depth scoring all the way through they had a couple guys that stood out but I it's been a long time like Connor McDavid never really dominated when he was in on the world junior stage and that could have been because of age or whatnot Mitch Marner I'll be honest with you that 2016 tournament you could not even know he was there until the third period against Finland when they were trying to make a miraculous comeback he didn't do anything in that tournament. And look where he is now. Alexi Lafreniere, is, his performance is going to go up there with like Boyd Devereaux in 97, with Manny Legacies in 93. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, even Eric Lindros had a big tournament in 92. But the way he was able to dominate, I literally tweeted out, and I meant it 100%, that the Detroit Red Wings should not try to win another game because Lafreniere is going to be the number one overall pick. Quentin Byfield, step aside. No, I... I was going into the tournament. I was talking to people at the GLI about it. Guys that had watched Quentin Byfield. Guys that had watched Alexi Lafreniere. Which, by the way, who did you talk to while you were at the GLI? Oh, yeah, Eric Carlson and Joe Thornton. I didn't talk to him about Lafreniere. Oh, yeah, no, just Eric Carlson and Joe Thornton. Not Joe Thornton. But I didn't talk to them about it because they were, they were, you know, it's a game day for them. I was You're talking like, to them. hi. Hi, sir. Another sir. Lafreniere. I like your beard. Carlson's short, by the way. Very short. Carlson's not yeah, that he's tall. like, what, s- Five, five, ten ish. Five, ten, eleven. He's about dad's height, I'd say. Joe, big Joe though. Big Joe Thornton. I wouldn't. I, look, it's funny. In a suit, he's slimming, but I know for a fact that if you know, it, it just would come down to it, I would not have a chance. No. But regardless, I was talking to a lot of scouts or whatever at there, and they said they'd watch Byfield, they'd watch both, and think, all right, Byfield's a more complete player now. Because the, the truth is, until this tournament, because I watched Lexi Lafreniere dominate the Quebec League last year. He seemed like an Anthony Mantha, Philip Zadina kind of player. Good offensive prowess will be great when he eventually develops into a complete player, but right now he's an offensive-minded player. He's more like Thomas Yurko. Well, Yurko just couldn't play pro. He just couldn't do it. He played, listen. 
He well, played, dominant. He, I mean, he was with the Saint that Saint John's team, with John he, and Huberto. And he was like, "Oh my God, Thomas Circo was a god." I mean, well, yeah. There's, there's. Hey, Sam Gagne was a dominant OHL player. Remember that. <laughs> hey, but I watched him in this tournament. He was good on the offensive end, of course, but defensively, he was he was responsible in his own end. He could lay the body. He literally, he literally turned my opinion on him from being, all right, he's going to go number two to there's not a chance Quentin Byfield plays. Could go over top of Byfield. I didn't. I may have heard Byfield's name said once in the final and probably twice in the semifinal. Like, I only feel like I heard his name maybe once or twice each game. Lafreniere was Lafreniere, 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 Lafreniere. It was literally like listening to a Manchester United broadcast from five years ago and hearing the broadcaster every time the ball was near Wayne Rooney go, Wayne Rooney, because Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, here's Wayne. Whatever Wayne Rooney touched the ball, Wayne Rooney's got the ball. What's going to happen? Something right. magical. Or 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 better yet, Wayne Rooney gives the ball off. Ruben Nistelrooy. Ruben Nistelrooy. The magic. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> That's how it was for a couple of years there. But anyways, back to hockey. That's literally what the difference was because Lafreniere just seemed, and I don't know, if, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Byfield, because don't forget, Patty LaFontaine was drafted as Steve Eiserman. Just remember that. So I could be wrong. Quentin Byfield may turn out to be a better player sooner. But from this tournament, the way he played and how dominant he was when he was on the ice, you'd be dumb not to pick him number one. I'm not saying like he's a like a once-in-a-generation player. Just remember, if you pick him number one, doesn't mean that he has to be your number one. Develop. Lee, hey, here's the thing: you barely need to develop him. It looks like he looked like He's he was still a cl- young, though. He looked like he was a class above the entire t- the rest of the competition. I'm just saying, though, he looks better than the class of competition. Yes, but that's against well, peers how, around how, his age. With how bad Detro- if you take how La- bad Detroit is, Alex? If you take Lafreniere right now and you put him on your first line, he's dead. Why? Because he's going to get hit by a 40 year old dude with a whole lot of meat on him named Joe Thornton, and he's going to soccer punch your goalie while he's at it. No, for the record, Joe Thornton plays in the West. The Red Wings play in the East. Remember that. Yeah, one game. That's all he needs. <laughs> I First game of the season, well, San Jose versus Detroit. Boom! Could you imagine if you just decided, like, you know what, we're going to put all of our Quebec League draft picks on one line. You got Mantha centering Zadina and Lafreniere. Ooh. That be now. That's don't, not a bad. Now choice. don't get me wrong. That's the one line you have to worry about because the rest of the roster is a joke. But well, no, you still got to worry about ta- freaking Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, punching you when you're in near the bench. Yeah, or sure. Or a spear. Or a spear. Exactly. Exactly. You don't have to worry about his skill. He, he just, just happens to be. If he scores, because he just taps the puck in. He doesn't do anything special with it. He can get a nice shot off. But no, he can. He can. Yeah. Same with Justin Abelcater. Is a nice shot. No, no Tyler no. Bertuzzi is far better than Justin Abelcater. Shush. For now. I, I well, yeah, because, listen. Tyler, I'm sorry. Tyler Bertuzzi could not make the Red Wings from 10 years ago. No, because that that team had Pavel Dotsuk <laughs> and Henrik Zetterberg in their prime. And Darren Helm with one ACL. <laughs> Ex- Dan Cleary would have made the team over. Dan- okay, that's, okay, that's <laughs> like saying, ah, yes, Tyler Bertuzzi. Never would have made the 98 team. 
Never would have. Actually, no. Better yet, never would have made the 2002 team. You want to know why he would have got beat out by Brett Hall? No, I'm saying the Oh, never would have made it. I'm saying the 2010 team that lost to San Jose in the second round. He would not have made that team. You know who? You know what team he would have made it on? The team that that was for the Red Wings after Matthew Danino left. Maybe if Danino wasn't on the team, might have had a shot. Ah, Matthew Danino. Oh, God. Matthew Danino was a defenseman, winger, defenseman, defenseman, winger, winger, defenseman. Ah, Matthew Danino. You know what? If he wasn't on the team, maybe Tyler Bertuzzi would squeak in there. Fourth liner, maybe. Fourth liner. He would have been, who is it, Cincinnati was their farm team at that team? The Cyclones. No, no, the Mighty Ducks. It was the AHL. Oh, the, uh, the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, I think it was. Because they were Detroit? Because um, before Detroit signed on with the Griffins, they were... Hold on, hold on. Because Cincinnati was like the buffer no. between Adirondack... And the Griffins. No, 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 no. Because um, the Griffins signed in were, 2002. It was signed in 2002. So, hold on. Matthew Dan... Let me think. Danino would have been... Because it was 90... Matthew Danino would have been an I need to look this up, what the affiliation was. Because 96, they started off as an independent, if I remember correctly. Who? The Griffins. Yeah, they started the first couple of years. And then they signed with the... Hockey um, DB. Played one year with the Adirondack Red Wings. Didn't even play one year. He played four games. Independent year. So in 99 is when they signed with the Senators, and they played through 2002 and then 2002. But I'm trying to think who the Red Wings. Is it ja- Okay, so technically January. Okay, the 2002 team was technically the, the 2002 Detroit Red Wings. Stanley Cup winning team technically was affiliated to the Grand Rapids Griffins because it was on January 24th of 2002 that they were going to be affiliated, even though technically the season that started was the 2002-2003 season. So technically, they were affiliated. Very Red Wings affiliate history. I'm right here, dude. I just want to know all their affiliates. All oh, the Griffin or the Red Wings affiliates? Let's see. Okay, here we go. Primary. Okay. So 2002, 2019, the Griffins. Okay, there we are right there. The. They were affiliated with the Manitoba Moose for a season? Oh, partial. Okay. The last year of the IHL, they were actually affiliated with the Manitoba Moose. Great. Let's see. The Cincinnati Mighty Ducks from 99 to 2000. Who was the team before that? Should have been. It was oh. Ad, that was Adirondacks last year, yes. So that's why they had those jerseys. Okay, never Who? mind. What? The Griffins. The, they had the that one jersey where it was like the fancy script on the front of the jersey that just said Griffins. And I was and I was wondering why they had that jersey. And it was because it was, uh, it was a harken back to the Grand Rapids Rockets. Yes. So there we go. Okay, so the Red Wings, yeah, from 79 to 99 over the next three years. While the Griffins were with the Senators... The wings were with the mighty du- with Anaheim. They split with the mighty ducks. So there's that little bit of information for you. Um, but that's uh, that's all I got there with that one. Okay. So Lafreniere did good. Wings don't win a game. You need him. Rasmus Sandin is he going to be called up? I don't know. But he was the best defenseman in the tournament. Surprise, surprise. Let all the How old is Rasmus Sandin? Old enough. So you're telling me that he still has time, though. I I don't... See, here's the thing. I don't... People probably, after watching last night's game, like, we need more defensemen. No, you're not going to stop Connor McDavid. 
Okay, we'll get to him in a second. But Jake Muzzin was hurt though. Jake Muzzin's still hurt. I Sandin's overseas. Muzzin's hurt. What other defenseman? No, Sandin's back at this point. He's now back. he is. He's back with the Marlies. I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know if you want to bring him back and forth like that. It's it's hard. You got if you're gonna if you're gonna put him in there, he's got to play. You can't just throw him on there and put him on for 10 minutes a night on the third pair. He's got to play. He's a top four guy for a reason. That's why you brought him in. That's why you draft him. That's what you're developing him as. And I remember I talked to Todd Crocker earlier this year. You don't want to just throw a guy in the lineup for to put him for, in for six minutes. That's why Jeremy Bracco will never get a sniff in the NHL. That's why Mason Marchment and Adam Brooks are the guys that are getting called up right now because those guys can play third and fourth line minutes and play well and play effectively. By the way, Mason Marchment, first point last night on the goal by Freddie Goat Cheese. By the way, Goat Cheese was never a top six forward with the Marlies. He was perfect for that role in the bottom six. He's doing well now still. I, If you call him up, it's got to be a Dermot thing where you call him up for the last half, like the last couple months of the season for the playoffs, where literally you can play anyone for as long as you want. And at that point, you're just putting the best on best because at that point, playoffs, development is not a thing. Development is a joke. It is go. It is win. Get the dub. Get four wins, then four wins, then four wins, then four wins. At least not at a time. But it'd be tough to bring him up right now just because the Leafs are doing fine. You don't want to throw him in. I, I, I don't want to say stint his development, but you want to move a player up to actually have him succeed and actually make a difference and be an impact player. Sandine would not do that right now, I don't think. I don't think so either. I think what Rasmus Sandine needs right now is ice time. That's what he, bring, so him up, bring him up in March. Bring him up in March. It, no, he, he just needs ice time. So That's what I'm saying. Bring him up in March so you have him play in the NHL for a month, get used to the speed of the game again, have him get used to playing third-pair minutes because you're going to use him in the playoffs. You're not yeah. going to use so Rasmus. just keep him down with the Marlies for now. Sandin's bring him up in a couple a, months. You're, be he's fine. Not, yeah. Rasmus Sandin's not going to be a black ace if he gets called up by the Leafs. Let's just be honest right now. Let's not make any bones about that. Same reason why they should not, why the Wings shouldn't call up Mr. Apple Cider. Mr. Moritz Applesider, who actually looked pretty good in the tournament. He looked freaking dominant is what he did. I wouldn't say dominant, but he was probably the best German player. Uh, best player on German. Probably? No, he was the best German player. They if did. he played for a different team, would have had a way he would have had he, he would have had less of a spotlight. Because dude, guy can eh, skate. Czech, Czech Republic probably. Guy can skate. Slovakia, absolutely. Guy can skate, guy can pass, guy can hit. Guy can shoot. I like I was, guy. I was talking to guy dad. Guy good. I was talking about dad. Guy dad. good at hockey. I was talking to dad about it yesterday. And Cider is legitimately, and it's not just because he's German and tall and right-handed, but he's literally Yui Crew before coming to Detroit. He was not going to, he's not going to be a dominant player. He's not going to dominate the game, but he's going to be effective. Which, which is what Krupp was with the Avalanche. People right. kind of people kind of forget that. He was actually a decent defenseman. That's why the Wings made a big deal to go get him. He's a top three defenseman. Eh. He'll be, he'll probably, I mean, if he plays with the Wings next year, he'll no, be a, no, he'll be a top be, four for sure. I mean, as a role. As as like a foreseeable future thing, I think. You mean a third pairing defenseman? You said top three. No, top three. So, second pair. Put him on the second pair. Give him time. No, maybe yes. Out. Power play time. This second a, power play unit, second defense. It's really another thing of that's why Tyler Bertuzzi is in such a big role because I don't know if Cider could be 
as at this point right now, I don't know if he could be a top four on a good on a decent team right now. That's why I think if you bring him up next year, you put him in the third pair and see see how he does. And yeah, but he, then he's like, oh well, he only got like a point this game. Yeah, because he's on third line defense, and you're playing as and you're and you're on Detroit. Just remember this. Great, he's gonna play. If, if he's it, if he's gonna get called yeah. up, he's got to be in the the top two. I'm sorry. No, because well, no offense to anyone else on that team, but he. Well, it, there is no defense. How, how you, you're could ta- do, you could do it because there's no well, defense. How you're, how there's you're, no defense. For how the you're wings. saying with Sandine, if you want to bring him up, he's got to play. But here's the difference: the Leafs have playing defensemen. The Wings don't. Cider could easily go on the top pair right now because there's nobody. Exactly. So what's the point of keeping him down on the third line? Well, I'm saying next year you would just, just to, hurt just, him just to see how he does. You know no. what? Can you imagine? All right, Cider, your just, first NHL game, it's going to be against who? Washington. All right, Alex Ovechkin. Watch out for him. He's going to get torched. I'm just so. That's why you don't throw the guy on the top pair in his first NHL game. Well, I'm not game. saying throw him on the top pair. I said throw him on the second line. It'll be great. Second line defense. Put him on the second power play. He'll be fine. Yikes. On his first NHL game. You don't. I'm not saying first NHL game. I'm. S- Okay, you I was talking about future as a future role. That's where I see him as. You got to make sure it works though first. You make okay, sure yeah, but play. it's not gonna it's not gonna work if you only give him four minutes on the third defensive pair he and won't. not give him any sort of. I'm like, saying you put him on the third pair. He doesn't play four minutes because there's only three pairs in a game. He's gonna play like 15 minutes probably with the wings. Just don't put him up against the team's best players early on, or else guess what? It's gonna look like a bust. You got you got to be well, careful. It's also going to look like a bust if you throw him on the third line. And, oh wait, line change. Here comes the first line of forwards for the. Oh, get over here! Yeah, first line of forwards. Kaiser, you and your broken back, go try to play defense. Even though you really can't, you never could. But Joel Hofer, get a quick shout out to him. Best goaltender of the tournament, five and zero, led the tournament with a one point six zero goals against average and a nine three nine save percentage and a shutout. Looked pretty good. He was pretty good gold. And I don't know. Is he drafted? I don't think he is. But I think, I don't know. I mean, it's weird with Canadian junior goaltenders. Like, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to be destined to be the best goaltender. And he's going to be the next big thing. And I say, okay. I say, I'm like, all right, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Because you say the same thing about Jordan Bennington. By the way, Joel Hofer, draft pick, the St. Louis Blues. (laughs) So... He's going to follow Jordan Bennington's footsteps. It's going to be great and inspiring. Plays for Portland Winterhawks and WHL. He had a really, I mean, it was it was going to be the start of, oh, my gosh, his name. He, it was so long ago now, Dawes. Uh, Oliver, da- Oliver Dawes? Oh, my gosh, hold on a second. Pardon. Nico Dawes, thank you. Nico Dawes, yes. Nico Dawes, who had a decent game against the United States and got shelled against Russia, and it was Joel Hofer's net from there. Olivia Rodrigue did not see the net once, thank goodness. But good tournament for him. Canada wins. It was actually a pretty good tournament. You're happy. I'm happy. I'm because I would have been a real. I'm I'm happy because I don't have to deal with you for a year of talking about the World Juniors. I won't talk about it until probably September of next year. Just talking about who's going to be the next guy because I you would hope Lafreniere goes to the NHL because well, like I well said, no but I I mean the part of where you're like and then we lost and then we were sixth in the tournament. Hey Joe Hicketts, I'll never get over it. All right, it's four. That was four years ago. Canada has won 
We can't go to a Griffins game without you screaming Hicketts. He doesn't have to be there. No, Hicketts. Oh, that's why. I'm Who's like, wearing number two? Hicketts. See, that's why I'm always bummed whenever Hicketts gets called up, and I'm like, oh gosh, what if I go see a game and he's not there? That's like me with Giovanni Smith. I actually saw Giovanni. I didn't. I didn't talk to him. But I actually did see him because the in Detroit. Yeah. How's he doing? Uh, he's he's good. He Big was just boy. he was he was. They were having their morning skate. Big boy. Well, because the it's funny how close the locker rooms are at Little Caesars Arena. Home for versus away. Yeah, because well, yeah, because if I remember correct, because you know where the if you watch the tunnel is the Red Wings tunnel is right at the red line, mm-hmm. and contrary to what the ways of the Joe is at the far end of the bench. Same thing with the visitors bench. They're straight walkouts. Mm-hmm. The opposing locker room is a straight walkout. The Red Wings is a straight lockout. It's that close. Mm-hmm. It's so that's what forty feet, fifty feet. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, the door was open. People were walking out. I saw Giovanni was taping up a stick. Didn't say hi to him because I'm like, "Hey, Giovanni!" You, know, you should have said hi to him. You played a good. You should have got a picture of him for me, big boy. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. The- I love Giovanni Smith. No, Kelly's still mad at me that I didn't get a that I didn't like go fanboy and get an autograph and a selfie with Joe Thornton, Eric Carlson. I'm like, I was in a suit. I was working. I had to look like I knew what I was doing there. It's okay. I had my credential on and everything. I was looking professional. I, was a, oh. I totally could have got a picture and an autograph from Darren McCarty, but I didn't. Yeah, well, I could have as well. We all make mistakes. I would have. Well, yeah, you're just. Well, okay, see, that's the difference. I could have done it there because in that situation, I would have cried. Damn it! I was. A, I would have been a fan in that role. Oh. I was there. I was working. I was literally about to go to the bench and do my interview. I was working for Ferris that day. I was doing the player interviews on the bench, and I was. I was Pierre McGuire. Actually, I wasn't between the benches. But I are you going to talk about his family and how his brother is, uh, how he's doing at home? Liam McDougal, you're oh my gosh, that was the the system was funny because Wait, what, what's one what's one what's the name of the one of the Ferris players? Liam McDougal, Liam McDougal, yeah. All right, we're here with Liam McDougal. Hey, I heard that your little brother got an A on his fourth grade spelling test. How does it make you feel? <laughs> that would have been the highlight for Ferris that day. They were getting hammered by the Spartans. All right, thank you, Mr. McDougal. Back to you, Harrison. No, the, f- the funny thing was was that because we're at ice level, and don't forget, it's not like you know NBC or CBC where I have an earpiece in, and you know Harrison cues me. Right here was ready for this, Alex. Here was the cue. Harrison's up top in the press box, and does he point at you? No, no, that would have been awful because I would not have seen him. You would have been like, here's what it was. Ah! It was like this. It was. He had the light shine, I mean, his flashlight on his phone shine, pointing at me as I came out to the ice. And here's all he would do. He would put it behind the laptop, and that was my cue to go. That's literally how they did it. And it, w- it worked perfectly. Because the system that they have with Ferris is really cool. Because at, at Avaglaven, it's because it's so low, it's actually pronounced Avaglaven. Yeah. It, what? Avaglaven. What, what, what is that? That's their rink, Ferris's rink. That's what it's called? That's how it's pronounced, Ava Glavin. It's not the dog pound anymore? Well, the dog pound's the student section, but I'm talking the actual arena named after Robert L. Ava Glavin. Ava Glavin Arena. It's the AA. (laughs) Even though it it starts with an E and there's no V anywhere, there's a G and a B. But no, so. Wait, Ava Glavin Arena. And it looks like it looks like a sports. It's in the game. But. What how they do it there is literally. I broke the code, guys. You, it's E A, Eva Glavin Arena. Eva Glavin. E A Sports. But it's in the game. But literally, what? Because Matt, when I would do, I would do color. Matt Reedy would be doing 
the interviews on the ice, Harrison would just point at him because it's that close. It's very small. You're at Los Angeles Arena. You gotta get creative. <laughs> you got about you got about a hundred feet from the ice. It's, it's funny because the press box is there. The press, like the writers, reporters, whatever, they go up top. They're actually above the broadcasters. Yeah, which is right where the vents are. So I was freezing my tail off up there. That's fine. And it wasn't that bad. In like the, where we like we were at the the other GLI. Oh yeah. Well, actually, no, we were above. It's okay. Ready for this? Remember how low it was? You could see, like, you know, the press box. If you're on the top row at Lucy's Arena, you are literally in line with the doors for the broadcast booths. Like, literally, you turn around, and there were people just hanging out there, and I just, like, waved at them as I was coming out of the booth. And they were just like, hey, how's it going? Like, because that's how high up it is. And But, of course, you're, the point of the seats at Lucy's Arena is not to see the fans on the other side. It's no. just to see the rink. That's as far as you can see, and which makes it, an interesting environment. But anyways, it was pretty cool getting to meet Eric Carlson and talk to Joe Thornton briefly. Big Joe. Big Joe Thornton. And you got to see Giovanni. Big I boy. Got to, I got to see Giovanni. Big boy. And I, I, it's the worst part was I I probably would have seen Ken Daniels. However, Mel Pearson was trying to go on his schmeal how Michigan needs to score more goals in the tournament. Because we were doing – because they, they actually had like a legit press conference set up. Where, you know, you sit, and there's like maybe 10 of us, though. It wasn't like a big crowd, but they have cameras behind us, and they have come up all on the stage or whatever, talking to Dan Cole and tell him how his power play sucks, and he didn't like my question about how bad the power play was. Aye. Yay! Hey, Dan Cole, I used to have your sweater, but your power play is awful. <laughs> but, no, then Ken, I think during the championship day, of course, Ken Daniels walked by, and I'm like, I'm t- Hot. Can we pause this for five seconds? Hold seven? on, I gotta Ken! go. Ken! Kenny! Kenny! Oh. Kenny! How are you? Good. All right, we can go back, guys. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that, guys. I'd say hello to Ken Daniels. You know him? Nope. So no. I'd say hi. I know of him. I know who he is. I and know who he is, and he has no clue of who I am. And that's how it's going to be. I'm waiting for the restraining order. <laughs> yep, we're waiting that promptly. But anyways, let's probably move on here. We're already, wow, we're already over an hour. Jeez. Yeah, I know. We have Peter Patter in here. Talking about the GL. We talked about a lot of stuff, but we also put a lot of stuff in there. So let's do um, NHL stuff now. Well, let's, okay, let's, we're not going to talk about the Leafs game in full, other than the Oilers' offense was there and the Leafs' defense was was not. And the Leafs' offense was kind of there, just not the entire time. And apparently, Alex, people decide that Connor McDavid's goal is the goal of the year last night. No. It was, I mean, it was a good looking goal. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, McDavid, a goal of the year, blah, blah. No, you're five days, no, you're five days into the new year and you're halfway through the season. No. Well, it's not that. No. It's not that. Okay, so let's, let's, kinda, oh, let's give the verbiage of the play, Alex. Okay. Con- Connor McDavid gets the puck and it's looking like an innocent one on Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley, best defenseman on the Leafs team. He brings the puck in, and then makes a quick little move, gets around him, and then he goes backhand, forehand, shelves on Michael Hutchinson. Well, everyone goes, whoa! Did I not do it justice? Connor McDavid, the point of the play was that Connor McDavid, when he enters the zone, as soon as he crosses the blue line, he looks back. He's looking back at the rest of the players, looking like he's about to make a pass. Well, he's looking to see who's coming, yes. And then, so, Morgan Riley being the defenseman he is and sees, oh, hey, he looks like he's my pass. So he's going to skate a little bit towards the center of the ice a little bit more. McDavid beats him on the outside and then comes in and puts it top cheese. My thing is, is that this is a severe overreaction because I let you watch this goal now. 
and the more I've watched it, the more it looks routine. If you're cut, listen, this was not routine, dude. If this, no, this was mind games. Connor McDavid decided, Hey, I'm not going to be just pure skill and just pure speed. Now I'm going to beat you with my brain. That was a big brain move. 200, 200 level IQ, which is why it's an impressive goal. But if I'm going to try to throw out a name here, if say if Zach Cassian pulled that kind of a move, it would have been impressive. It would have been crazy. So you're telling me, hold just on, because- no, wait, hold on. If say I'm trying to, think, I'm trying to think of another duster. If if Tyler Bertuzzi, if Chandler Stevenson of the Vegas Knights, if he did something Who? like that, guy that plays for the Knights, okay. Stevenson did that. If heck, if even if Lars Eller did that, it would have been like, whoa, what a great goal! It's Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the world. He's supposed to do that. So what you're telling me is was, just, just. Sh- just because Darren McCarty wasn't Steve Eiserman and he That's had a breakaway. That's why that goal was the best goal ever in the finals. <laughs> Holy crap! It's Darren McCarty! Darren McCarty did a deke! If Steve Eiserman did, it's like, oh, what a nice goal, but it's Steve Like, Alex, give me a... Start naming off star players, and I would tell you if they can do it. Give me... Start naming some star players. Go Brett ahead. Hull. Brett Hall? No, he shoots. He doesn't. He doesn't deep. You're right. He shoots. <laughs> Hold on. Brett Who's, Hall. Who shoots better from the goal line? Brendan Shanahan or Brett Hall? Brett Hall. No, give me, give me, give me modern players. Sorry, because don't forget, Gordy Howe wouldn't be able to do that because Gordy Howe never had a deke. I mean, he probably could, but okay. give me today's star players. Hmm, I'm trying to think of good ones. Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan, probably yeah, he could do that. Okay, let's stick with Dallas then. Jamie Ben. A little bit slower. That's why it'd be impressive, with Jamie Ben. But no, keep just give me random ones. Because I could probably tell you if they could do that player, make that player or not. Um, Mitch Marner. Yep, he's got quickness. He's got hands. You can do it. Austin Matthews, Hyman. same thing. Hyman would be impressive because you don't expect that from Hyman. What Hyman's about Tavares? A, Tavares, he's not hit. Since we're just sticking with Toronto right now. No, just go, go, go around the well, league. No, I'm going to, but I'm just saying that's the Tavares, the he's not as fast. That's why I think it's it'd be kind of, I mean, it would be great. It'd be a great goal, but it's Tavares still. He's a top player. What about March so? March so because he's quick. It'd be like it'd probably get more like wow factor since it's not a player late level player like McDavid. March is a fantastic hockey player. Don't get me wrong, but he has the speed and the hands to do that. What about Patty Kane? It's another goal. <laughs> it's another goal. Crosby, another goal. Okay, Malkin saying. I'm just saying. What? I'm just saying. Star players should be able to make that kind of a play. But that's here's I the get thing it. That I get it. That's Morgan Riley, and he dances jock off. And Morgan Riley is one of the better defensemen in this league. But you're you're the all world player. You are the best in the world. The most skilled player today. Okay, but speed, skill, shot. He has it all. He's supposed to do it. But my point is, that's regardless of how good he is, that's still an amazing goal. That's it like just looks that's, routine. Though. That's like saying, "Oh, great, the new." Okay, by the way, haha, New England Patriots fans, you suck now. You're good. Who are you? You cheer for Tom Brady every year, and they lose. Oh yeah, Brady sucks. Get no, out. no, I like Brady. Go, you know, I you can get Br- off the bandwagon and pump our tires because next year Brady's gonna lead us to the top, and they're gonna go at nineteen and zero. No, you know what's gonna happen? No, first of all, I love Tom Brady. Hate the Patriots. And besides, Tom Brady's going to freaking L.A. or San Diego. Okay, Pat McAfee. I'm just saying. All right, I got a big brain. Here's my graphic. How I'm Get gonna... back to your point about McDavid. This is how I'm fixing it. Some must have stuff to do today. Get to McDavid. Well, so do I. Um, I digress. Just because 
an all-star player does an all-star thing doesn't mean that it's not just as good. It's not. It's, it's okay. Yes, it's it's not as shocking to see Connor McDavid making not, big brain moves, but Connor McDavid, it's still an amazing play. It's an amazing just play, but it's not it. the same you wow have, factor. I don't. You have an all-star forward versus an all-star defenseman. And the all-star forward beats all-star defenseman and then scores on now all-star goalie. Dude. Hutchinson's not an all-star goaltender. It was oh, Hutchinson. Freddie got pulled, remember? Freddie got pulled. Oh, that's right. Nevertheless, Connor McDavid made an epic move because he completely fooled Morgan Riley and then beat Hutchinson clean. Just because he's great doesn't make it any less of a fantastic for goal. It's a great goal, but for me, it just looks like it's McDavid. Are you so shocked? You're ta- so you're telling me it's not an amazing feat when Brett Favre throws a 60-yard touchdown like pass? If, it's an amazing... If it fits like in quadruple coverage, sure. It's which an, we always did. But it's it, an amazing... Yes, it's an amazing feat. But he should be able to throw 60 yards accurately, though, because it's Brett Favre. So, but it's still, it's still an amazing play. You can't just say, well, cause he's supposed to do that. Doesn't mean that it's not amazing. So you're, so you're telling me an amazing play, but since Connor McDavid's Connor McDavid, it's, it's okay. Okay. Going back to the point of Tom Brady here, how the two times that like, cause Brady's led how many game winning drives in a games, how many times he done it? Fourth quarter comebacks. He's done it a lot. Yeah, but the only two that really ever stick out to you are his first one against the Rams in Super Bowl Thirty Six, and the greatest comeback of all time against the Falcons a couple years ago. It's routine, but if he does it in a big, if McDavid did that in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals, you're right. It'd be like Akil Thomas, Akil Thomas regular season goal. That's a great goal. World Junior winning goal. It goes up through the roof. It's still it's a, a regular great season goal, goal and McDavid's supposed to do that. It's still a great goal, though. It's still a fan. Okay. That's like saying Mark Andre Fleury makes this amazing save, flash of the lever, le- leather. Excuse flash me, flash of the lavender, <laughs> flash of the lavender. He is a flower. Yes, he is. But just because he's Mark Andre Fleury, who is supposed to do that? Not a great, not a great save. It's like Dominic Koshik way back when, when he would roll over his freaking back and every frickin- game because he do it every game. <laughs> it's still amazing. It's still. Who, That's uh, why the save he made, the Mark Andre Fleury I save say against this. Nicholas I Lidstrom, the save against Nicholas Lidstrom, is probably his best save ever. All even though all it is is him just flopping over to his side. I'm just saying because this. Save the game. This the hashtag the Sveshnikov. Just because no, it's the Michigan goal. Don't you dare try to give it. Even Sveshnikov said it's the Michigan goal. Whatever. Call it the Michigan Mike goal. Mike Legg. Fine. The Michigan Michael Legg the Who first. cares? The Michigan goal or the Sveshnikov. Just because he can do it all the time doesn't mean that it's any less impressive. It's a. It's very difficult to do, and only elite players can do it. Even Matthews so just can do it. Be, just because a player that can do it all the time does it doesn't make it any less impressive. That's like saying way back when freaking, oh, who was it? Bobby Hull. Blast it. Blast it. The first guy to do uh, to ever do the slap shot and to perfect it. Boom, boom, Jeffrey. Yeah, boom, boom, Jeffrey. 
Oh, it's an amazing feat. He slap shot the puck. Oh, but it's Boom Boom Jeffrey. I didn't expect it from him. Well, okay. It's still a freaking slap shot. By no the, one else by, does it. By the end of his career, it would have been at that point. But at first, yeah, it was crazy. I'm just saying this. It's a great goal. Connor McDavid, it should be a goal of the year candidate. But it's not the goal of the year. I couldn't tell you what the goal of the year is. Big be. brain play. You're Big kidding. Play. You're kidding me. What? All right, Alex. We're going to get to it right now. Breaking news. Are we talking about Soaring Eagle right now? Peter Laviolette. Let's get into it. Peter Laviolette, because what we got to get into it now because I just got this tweet here. Well, I'll mention the tweet here in a second. Okay, he got fired. Peter Laviolette, fired by the National Predators. After losing to the Winter Classic, we'll get to Corey Perry here in a second. But team right now, not doing too well. Right now, five points out of a playoff spot. At least that was of last year. Well, night. also, they also um, fired assistant coach Kevin McCarthy, by yes. the way. I'm just, uh, let me get the angel standings here just so I can make sure. Because they were five points out of a playoff spot heading into last night's games. That probably could have changed. Let's have a look-see here. They have 45 points right now. How far are they out? They're still five points back. They are, oh, I'm looking at, I need wild card, not division. Wild card. They are. They're 11th in the Western Conference, about 45 points. So they're still five points back of Winnipeg and Vancouver for the last playoff spot. The reason why it's important to mention this, Alex, not just because Nashville is bad, because Pecorine and UC Staros can't stop a beach ball and save their lives. So my my question is, why did they fire him? Bad goaltenders equal bad coaches. Okay, but why did they fire him? Because they, they think they can maybe turn it around quickly. They think they can. There's enough time left. By the way, Pecorine, guess what to say? All right, Alex. I want you to take a guess on Pecorine and UC Saros' tape percentages. In order. Go ahead. Go. Like as in like percentage or like point? Save percentage. So, so like point whatever. Yeah. You can say 89 point. Or you can say like 88 or 95 point whatever. I'm giving I'm giving Pecorine a solid um, 0.86 Okay. Okay. That's that's a little low. Let's go a little higher than that. <laughs> it's not, it's not that know. bad. It's not Ilya Bersgalov bad. What? That's what. So hold on. Now, don't say it yet. Hold the phone. Don't say it. Are you kidding me? Don't say it. Are you looking at the same thing I am? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Wait. Before, let's. Okay. We got breaking. Okay. News. We got breaking news on the show. First hold of on. All. Give me Alex. Guess the per se percentages. Okay. Fine. Pecorine point eight six five <laughs> and UC Saros point seven two. This is not lacrosse, Alex. I'm just saying. Pecorine's got an 896. Usaros has got an 892. 298 goals against average for Pecorine. 325. I wasn't too far out for Pecorine. You were a point. I was six hundredths of a percent. So I, I was guess, point zero three. But the point is that, like that both are career worse for both goaltenders. So why they bad. fire the coach? Because you have a bad, bad goaltending does that. Okay. So, so now breaking news. Elliot Friedman tweeted this out, hearing Nashville to announce John Hines as coach at the top of the hour, which is nine minutes from now. John Hines, the guy that could not coach the New Jersey Devils. He couldn't coach the revamped, supposedly better New Jersey Devils. All right, I quit. This is over. This is done. End of show. Goodbye, everybody. Why is this happening? 
Okay, I'm sorry. I, love, no, I need to get out of my chair for this one. I'm the, about to lose it. No, the funniest no. thing was when Elliot Freeman yesterday Peter said... Peter LaViolette is a good coach. He deserves to be in this league for as long as he possibly can because he's a good coach and he keeps... He's a good man! <laughs> and he can keep teams in playoff runs. He can go season after season after season to the playoffs. So You're now telling you, me that John so, Hines can save a team... Because John Hines, no, who are his goaltenders? Can't. Who are his goaltenders? Mackenzie Blackwood and Corey Schneider. Buddy, Herb Brooks could lead that team to a gosh darn gold medal. I'm sorry, but just because your goaltending sucks doesn't mean that the coach sucks. This is the stupidest thing I have seen in the past two weeks. David Poyle's getting old, right? I don't care. He's if getting he's, old. I don't care if he's getting old. Dude, you're literally letting a world-class coach just walk. Stanley Cup winning coach. Yeah, wh- what are you doing? And you just, okay, I would understand it if you had someone in the wings who was Scotty Bowman level or something of that comparison. Well, I don't that think... Could, you know that he could take them to the playoffs and then some, at least win a round or two. But you decide that John Hines, the guy that freaking got fired from New Jersey of all places at the beginning of, not last season, not the season before that, no, this season, dude. I'm, I'm, oh my goodness, I'm hot. Because here's the thing. It's not like, remember when Claude Julien flipped from Boston to Montreal? That's different. Because he was still a good coach and Boston was kind of floundering. It happens. That's different. And the job opened up. All right. You're telling me Milwaukee's coach is worse or better or worse than John Hines? I couldn't even tell you who the Admiral's coach is right now, but you're telling me he's worse than John Hines? This is... Why? Why? Are you just... What are you trying to figure out here? This this is a horrible move by the Predators. John Hines is maybe a decent hockey mind, but he's not going to turn this team around unless the point is to lose the rest of the games. Because remember, Willie Desjardins got brought in by the Kings after... after it's too late in the season to tank, guys. Well, it's apparently too it not. Late. Because remember, that's what the Kings did last year, and that worked out really well for them. Oh, my God. Remember Ilya Kovalchuk? Yep. With the yeah, abs now, now. yeah, now he's wearing that good old red that he likes to wear. Good old red and blue. He's going to sign a $100 million contract and leave for Russia. No, yeah, he, no he's got 700k and he's 700k and 700k for a two-way contract. And the Habs are looking bad. Let's be honest. John Hines going to Montreal would make more sense because both teams are bad. Nashville is floundering. I get it, but there's still time left to make a comeback. The West is stupid. Nobody's going to win the Western Division. Nobody's going to win the It's the wild, wild West for a reason. You just made a stupid mistake. You now have you're a, out of it. You have a chance. You have bad goaltending. Okay. Listen, I get it. You lost the Winter Classic. You're not doing fantastic right now, but your goaltenders are not performing how they're supposed to. Pecorino, John Slope, whatever you want to call him, is not doing what he's supposed to. His backup, who is supposed to be an actual backup, is also not doing what he's supposed to. You Saros at one point was actually like he was going to be the successor to Pecorino. That was the idea. But now... You're pinning it all on Peter Laviolette just because, why, the offense isn't clicking? And some people are like, oh, man, if PK was there, listen, PK could not have saved that team. PK no, was a, PK was a third-pairing defense by the time he got traded, okay? If anything, PK Subban was hindering that team, and I'm well, sorry. The team that won the division the last I'm, three years, or two of the last three years, yeah. <laughs> I'm Yes, of all of all things, he of was all, hindering yes. that team. Just because a division team falls back I like digress. this does not mean you should just fire him because. I digress. You have players like Matt Duchesne and and this who I think this, is this, still you have a full still hurt, I, think. I would say a 
full offense and you have a a comparable defense, yes, your goaltending is not doing great right now, but guys, you don't need to fire your coach. I mean, Roman Yossi for is quite late. literally no reason. Other than what yep. re- okay, what, what what did the guy do? Say something bad about your daughter or something like that? That's got to be the only reason he got fired because he's a good coach and you decided to fire him for nothing. I am hot right now. You give holy mackerel. The guy took and your- you replace him with dog. Absolute dog crap. Here's the thing: how I get when you win the division for two years in a row. God. One year after, one year removed from winning the President's Trophy, two years removed, or now three years removed from the Stanley Cup final berth. You you were allowed a bad year. How many years? John Cooper missed the playoffs twice, Alex. Remember this, okay? Or is it just once? Regar- regardless, just once. John Cooper missed the playoffs a couple times. Steve Eisman didn't fire him because of it. David Poyle is trying to, he's literally right now Indiana Jones, except instead of trying to replace gold with a bag of sand, he is replacing, let's go with bronze, just because. We'll go with bronze with copper. Not much better. Uh, Copper's very useful, though. Let's do... uh, Copper to bronze? (laughs) Let's Let's do gold. He's trying to replace... Gold with flint. Gold with flint. Yeah, I'll go with that one. The city or the the item or the 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 grain or the rock. Uh, the rock's more useful than the city at this point. So let's go with the rock. Okay. After smell, you said the rock. So, or we're gonna go with the movie The Rock. Uh, the movie The Rock or the rest of The Rock. Flint the the Flint. <laughs> we're going with Flint. Okay, fine. We're, let's go with this Flint joke. He's replacing gold with lead. With, with He's lead. gonna drag this team down, <laughs> and they're all gonna get sick and die. Yee. <laughs> Too close to home? No, it's about a couple hours away. Yeah, it's other other side of the state. Other side of the state. Other side of Lansing. It's their problem now. At least our non-professional team's good. Semi-pro. Talking about the Thunderbirds, Ty. Firebird? No, the Firebirds. They're one of the top teams in the OHL right now. Are they? Ty DeLeandre, man. I mean, there'll be. I mean, now don't really? get me wrong. He's going to move on to the. Wait, pub. are you actually serious? I'm serious. If you, let me, I'm going to pull him up right now. They or they were one. They had the best home record. At Moral one point. of the story: The Nashville Predators have no idea what's going on. The New Jersey Devils are going to get Peter Laviolette out oh, of this. Flint, okay, they've cooled up. Well, they probably lost. So they lost four. Of their, they only won four of the last ten because Della Andrea has been with Team Canada. They'll come back around. They're they're in the division. They still have, they're still in a playoff spot. Peter Laviolette is going to go and he's going to fix the freaking New Jersey Devils because he's if gonna, that. Oh my gosh! If they do a full coaching change like how they did with Leigh Vigneault and John Tortorella, could happen. Dude, why not? Hey. You just got fired from this team. Laviolette's Let's gonna, go beat them. All right. Congratulations to the Metro Depo- the 2021 Metropolitan Division champion, New Jersey Devils. Because they'll find a goaltender. They will find a goaltender. You want to know why? Because Pecorino is going on the market next year. Pecorino is going to be... The- is it Alex Paul? Actually, I got Captain. Pecorino, Matt Duchesne, and all the good players from the National Predators are going to go to... No, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying that. Hold on. I'm trying to find... Let me, where's Matt? <sighs> Nashville's cat friendly. Here we go. Catfriendly.com. Why? Why you don't? Okay. That's stupid as hell. Pecorine. So he's got one more year on his contract, $5 million. You could swing stupid that. Stupid as hell. You could trade for that. Ray, I mean, Ray Shiro, you're trying to say. Stupid as Because listen, Ray Shiro's going to get fired by the Devils. You, There's no question about it. But if you're going to make a deal, 
Trade for Pecorine right now. Stupid as hell. Pecorine could actually make a difference with the Devils, I would think. Because at least they give him some form of a starting goaltender. His numbers aren't great this year, but maybe a new team would help. You know what? This makes me very happy. The only reason, the only positive out of this situation is that I know that I have a, a good chance of becoming an NHL GM eventually. You want to know why? Because I can make better decisions than this. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, the same way if I can this is the goaltender. Is, if this is the bar to be the general manager of the Nashville Predators, dude, I'm in. If, this, if the bar is this low, I'm not winning this limbo, but I can easily win this All high All I got to do is kiss a couple rings and then just get my way up there. Sure. Great. Great. I can see it now. The Toronto Maple Leafs don't win a damn cup until I become GM, and then I bring it back. Yes, Alex, having, a, having an American GM in, in Toronto. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go over well with the media. Buddy, you can't handle Twitter now. You couldn't handle Twitter if you were the GM. You know how many times Kyle Dubas probably gets mentioned a day and how he just has to just, just wave it every single time? Here's the thing. You want to know why I – you know how I, I would handle Twitter? What? Wouldn't have one. Oh, you're period. Gonna, you're gonna be one of those guys. I I don't see a purpose in it. All right, let's see. I've got a Facebook. I've got an Instagram. I'll as general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, I'll send a picture of me just shrugging, and I'm gonna be like, "Haters are gonna hate." And then I'm gonna, and then like a couple months later, I'm gonna post a picture of me with the Stanley Cup and be like, "Haters gonna hate?" Question mark. I'm trying to see if there's an official word yet. Oh my god, that's. Stupid. The Preds are stupid. At World Hockey Report tweeted, was John Hines in anyone's top 10 to get the next job even? No. Nope. I. You know what? I, okay, we're talking about the Preds. We talked about the Winter Classic real quick. Well, I... Let's, let's I, just get this going. Because we other people got stuff to do today. Stars beat the Predators. Winter Classic was great to watch. I watched just snippets here and there of it, really. Because I was helping Katie move, and that was like the big moving day. It was when we got it done on the the first day of the new year and it was funny um so zach's wife uh samantha and uh her kid um well i guess their kid uh oh my god why am i drawing a blank right now freaking i'm the worst you are the worst i'm not really really i'm trying to find a confirmation on this miss taylin miss tater tot they were they were watching the well I mean Tater was part near sleeping and Samantha was hungover, but they were watching the Winter Classic because I turned it on because it was right after the the Rose Parade or, or the Tournament of Roses whatever you want to call it. Sure. And I was like, I mean, if you guys want to change the channel, you can. It's like, no, it's something good to fall asleep to. I was like, what? Someone, oh, someone, okay, let's but no, see. Katie's Alex. Katie's mom was getting into it. I was like, yes, I'll explain hockey to you. This is why it was a penalty shot. Yeah. No, Stars beat the Preds, and I had... Oh, I'm so proud of Katie, because we we watched the replay of Corey Perry getting um, kicked out of the game, and she's like, ooh! She's like, ooh, that's a bad one. I was like, yeah, that is a bad one. It was a bad hit and everything, and it just, the worst part was the camera just would not leave him. No, and he was he had the longest walk ever because he had. Well, did you see the it's one? It's the Cotton Bowl, so automatically the 
the tunnel is massive and it's got a big opening at the end of it. All right, so it's official, just, by the way. Brad's name, John Hines, head coach. Predators Great. just tweeted it. Great. The Predators, no longer a playoff contender. Tony X. Bye-bye. Good move. <laughs> Tony. Really? That's what we tweeted. Tony X. Good move. Good move. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Well, yeah, because his blues are in the same division. Hell yeah. That's a great move. Good answer. It'd be like if Montreal just decided to bring up Laval instead of having an actual NHL team. Uh, good move. Yes. But, no. the Winter well, Classic was good. I like It was a good game. And the worst, and the ice was, despite being in Texas, was outstanding. The Well, I heard, from what the players were saying in the, in the on-ice interviews, during warm-ups, the ice was a little wet, but over the course of the game, with a little bit of the weather helping, and I guess they must have bumped up. It got up, really cool. They must have bumped up the um, the, the cooling system a yeah. little bit, too. But the, you know you're going to have to move. That's why the game could never be played in Florida. It never. It's too humid. California, it's dry enough out there. That's why they were able to make it work. Texas, it was a gamble, but it worked. That's why you'll never see a game in Nashville. Well, also, too, when you have a, a, a spectacle like the Cotton Bowl, well, here's, it really it really does so turn into a fishbowl. I really, I heard a lot. So it's the second most attended hockey game, outdoor game, out of all the Winter Classics, only behind the one at the Big House. However, TV-wise, I think it was the lowest rated. And you know what? I, I understand because... They are two traditional non-hockey markets, non-traditional markets, excuse me. And I I get it. I get why people are like, oh, we want something different. And then they, because I know there's a reason why probably next year it's going to be Minnesota-Chicago again or Minnesota-St. No, Louis. No, it is, it is Minnesota-Chicago. No, it hasn't been announced yet. It's it, got to be Minnesota-Chicago. Well, they, that's it's in Minnesota. It's going to be Minnesota versus Chicago. That's what they did the first time. But no matter what, I mean, there's going to be bigger, probably more eyes for that game next year which State is of fi- hockey which is fine but i i don't like the idea that just because you had one bad year of bad viewership because think of it this way you're always going to have the issue of viewership when you're playing when alabama by the way the michigan alabama game was going on the exact same time as the winter classic you're not going to win that ratings battle no. you're going to lose every time and that's it's that's vi- it's that's very the bad part about, That's why you got to play. That's why they always play the game in the afternoon because at least the Rose Bowl is at five o'clock, or late. It's later in the afternoon. Well, yeah, and I mean, also too, it's just it's. I think you need to change what day it's on, because I don't mind. I, see, I don't w- mind. I was day. I it's was just, walking around in a football heavy household, which by the way, the reason why I didn't watch the majority of the game is because the Michigan game started. Yeah. So. You're losing. And that game was good for three quarters. You're losing a lot of viewership from Alabama hockey fans, Michigan hockey fans, and I'm sorry, but you're you're playing this game during heat bowl season on one of the probably the busiest days of. If you played it on the 28th, it'd be different. Well, they couldn't play it on the 28th. You want to know why? Because the NCAA was like, okay, we'll push the Cotton Bowl a couple days further. Further well, up. What I mean, like twenty eighth was when I mean, the like if you, was, if, instead of being on New Year's Day. What I'm saying, how is, it's always. What been. I'm saying is, if you want to put the game to a better day, it'd be the twenty eighth because that's because don't forget the big bowl games aren't until the till New Year's Day mm-hmm. until the new year. No, so I really, that's why I really believe if, and this is just me talking as a guy that you, you yes, you're competing against. 
all this other stuff, but you're also competing against yourself. So just hockey by itself. That's why you have to. That's why the only. That's why the only game, Alex, that day was the Winter Classic. I think really the one thing that you should do is you can't compete against the bull. You can't compete against bull season. Well, they have before. That's the thing. It's just you have, but it's not smart. Well, that's no. It's the reason why they do it on January first because they started off that way. I'm like, you know what? It's working. It's cool. It's an annual thing. It's on the same day every year. There was the one year they put it on the second because they were. It was January first fell on a Sunday which means they were competing with the NFL and bowl season. That's why they moved it to Monday. And God. Yeah, that too. But <laughs> no, because you know what? In the well, retail, no, late. In the retail world, there's no such thing as religion because everyone works on Sundays. Well, exactly. Days. Nobody. Um, it's not like Canada where they actually give you the day off. But I, the nice part is that you have it every year in the same day. That's why they still do it. They just got, it's just one bad year. It's one bad year. I, I really think... Washington, Alex, Washington and Pittsburgh was on January 1st. Detroit and Toronto was on January 1st. I know, but yes, you you can do it on the same day every year, but at the same time, you totally could just wait a little bit longer. Do like the first, like maybe this upcoming weekend. Maybe this upcoming weekend have the Winter Classic because... No, because that's time for Stadium Series, Alex. No, because it's... Stadium Series sucks. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry, but it's after the bowl season is after bowls are done. It's after the world juniors are done. So fantastic. Just have it after all that stuff. Don't try to compete because you're not going to lose viewership. So if, if you, if the matter of the fact is viewers and your, your television ratings, then you need to do it later. But if you're talking about pure spectacle on the day of, that game was popping. It was, it was a great a, it was game. A fantastic the crowd, the crowd, crowd was the awesome. crowd was awesome. Nashville fans had a great presence there because those two teams right next to each other. It was a fan. How they did it was perfect. The out outside of the Cotton Bowl, how they had the the fair there. It was a great idea. They worked it out perfectly. This event could not have gone any better. My thing is, is the fact that I just I chuckle at the fact that people lose their minds over. There's a reason why the NHL hasn't gone back to China, because everyone panics like, "Oh man, nobody showed up, nobody watched." Yeah, because look at the time you're playing the games, and it was the first time they ever did it. Now, granted, I don't know about 2022 yet, but I think we can get into that later. I know there was there that's, was that's like saying there wasn't a lot of people watching the hockey during the Korean games. The, because, the yeah, look at the dumb times they were at. I watched, I stayed up for that stupid shootout game between the Americans and the Canadians. A stupid shootout! Whatever. I can get into that again, too. I'm going to go into that. I'm no. go into that again. We don't need to. But we should probably mention, speaking of Olympics, Renee Fassell, double IHF president, giving the NHL the deadline of August to decide if they want to go to the Olympics in 2022. I don't want it. What do you mean you don't want it? I, I don't want to hear the decision because it's either I'm going to be Upset for one reason, or I'm going to be upset for another reason. Is that Chewy? Chewy's upset because Nana's leaving. Oh, Chewy! Oh, we're Chewy. back at Nan- We're back at the old studio. By the we're way, we're at Studio B. We're at Studio B because once again, Kelly is sleeping. Sleeping, and, and we're being nice. We're being nice, respectful individuals. Yeah. Well, but I think I just don't <sighs> think the NHL should panic because I mean, now they already made the decision before the Winter Classic that they're moving to Minnesota, which is fine, which is cool. But Who's moving to Minnesota? They're they're having the Winter Classic in Minnesota next year. They didn't. That was oh, bef- yeah, that was no. before the ratings. 
What I'm just trying to say, I just want to make sure they don't base this game off, oh, we can never go to a southern state ever again. Well, I mean, I, they, I, did, I, they did it in California and stuff. And well, because those were the stadium series games. They didn't do winter classics there, which... Right, but... I remember the first game oh went well. Oh, my God, dude. I'm sorry, but the first year that Seattle, their team's playing, can we please have a winter classic in Seattle? You, why not? Seattle, why not? Seattle's, I, it's a good climate to do it. it uh, kind of. Text Uncle Mark, when's it going to snow there? <laughs> Never, apparently. Well, if it does snow, it's pretty bad, I heard. Yeah. But, well, it's a, it's a dome stadium. It's, it's, a, it's a good temperature. It's a dome stadium, domed. so if you need to close it. Domed. Domed. Don't, isn't it retractable? I don't think so. Actually, no. I don't think it's a, retra- a retractable roof. Because we're talking about where Seattle, the Seahawks play. And the, and the Sounders, yeah. the What's a Key Link Field or Century Link Field? Something like that. Yeah. I think. The very loud place. The Legion of Boom. If I remember correctly, it's a. The roof comes out. It's not retractable like the roof stays. So the roof stays open, open air. For the majority, but they close it when. So they as long as it doesn't rain, if it doesn't rain, it's a, it'll be good. But Winter Classic was good. All in all, I think it was a good job. Mo- let's move on to the Beijing and stuff because we started going into that. Well, I mean, all we that's all for right. a hot second. I think that's all we need to do is just say that there is a deadline. There's a deadline now. I want NHL players to play in the Olympics. Well, if you just saw the best junior players go head to head and see how great of a tournament that was, why wouldn't you say, why not the best players in the world? Hey, Alex, that goal by Connor McDavid, you want to make it bigger? Put it on the Olympic stage. You put that goal in the Olympics, it's the greatest Olympic goal of all time. Most skilled goal of all I'm time. I'm just saying, if it was like, if the playing, if the competing rights of the athletes for, okay, Winter Olympics, your snowboarders. If Sean White was not allowed to compete in the Olympics because... At this point, I don't think it matters anymore. I think he's a little past his No, no, I'm, I'm just using it as a comparison. If Sean White, one of the best snowboarders in the world, one of the ago. best at least, yeah. if he was not allowed to compete the, in the Olympics because there was a competing rights thing with the X Games or Red Bull or wherever, or Mount, what, the Dew Tour. Red Bull! <laughs> or with the Dew Tour, whatever That's still other stuff. Yeah, Dew Tour still, I think. I think so. Anyways. People would be an up would be, oh my God, why, why can't Sean, Sean White's the, one of the best in the world? Why can't he compete? Best in the world in hockey. They should be able to play at the Olympics because what? They're the best in the world. The best tournament, Alex, since the 2014 Olympics has been the 2016 World Cup. Hands down. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong. Why? Cra- why, Ty? Because the NHLers were there. Because the NHLers were there. Now, don't get me the wrong. Best in the world. Let's not knock the it fact be, that Germany won a silver medal. It should be the best in the world versus the best in the world in the Olympics because that's where it's the world showcase. So if you have your your B team for all of hockey, no one's going to care. No one's going to pay attention to it. And people at NBC and all the other places that cover it internationally. Like, well, why are we getting great ratings for hockey? Uh, because there's actual hockey on. It's called the NHL regular season. I would rather watch that than watch the B see, team of Russia versus the B team of Slovakia. See, that's why it worked out perfectly at the last Olympics. I mean, for any ratings whatsoever, because the times were so dumb. And they're going to have it again in 2022, though, with, in China. Because remember, like, the prime time was like 10 o'clock at night. You remember that? So, which, I mean, wherever I'm going to be at, I'm going to make sure I don't work. Yeah, I'm just going to not work those two weeks. I'm just going to be like, listen, I can't work in the evening because I'll miss stuff. Can't work in the morning because I'll be too tired from the day before. 
Don't even schedule me. Don't make me work because it'll be dumb if you did. Hopefully at that point I'm like kind of in some capacity following and covering it though. That'd be kind of neat though, wouldn't it? But anyways, I hope it happens, but Batman is doing a good job of making me mad. So I'm not going to get into that anymore. And well, you can mention, uh, there's really not much more really to go to except for, I, I guess Tortorella. We should probably at least, I mean, okay. Katie has wanted me to talk about this. As soon as she saw it, she said, are you going to talk about this on the show? And I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, he was eventually wrong, but it's the fact that Tortorella did everything he could not to swear. John Tortorella got fined $20,000 for another rant. Why? Because, Alex, he didn't elbow anybody. If he had elbowed someone upside the head, it would only been a few thousand dollars because the NHL is stupid. So you're telling me because he questions the authority of its officials. Questions the authority. That the NHL is going to fine him $20,000. Yes. Because these refs are awful, words, blah, 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 blah. In the words of the wonderful Christmas classic, The Grinch with Jim Carrey, wrong wrongo. John Tortorella, he gets a lot of heat because he's the one coach that rants all the time. However, he, he gives her. He goes. He he's gives the her. one. He's the guy that yes, he can. He could either be himself and just go off, or he could be like, uh, oh, you know, uh, you know, we just gotta, uh, we gotta play the game hard, and uh, you know, it's gotta be better. Uh, we got things to work on. Power plays got more for them. Okay, <gasps> yeah, okay. You don't like talking about him, but Mike Babcock when he was still coaching. No, we didn't really get the coach. We didn't really get the the stuff that we wanted. We didn't really get the calls that we wanted out there. But we you know we got to try to get past that, and we try to get it. You know, it didn't embarrass me. It didn't embarrass Mitch Marner enough there. Uh, maybe I should have kicked him in the rear like I did Franz, and maybe I should have him have an anxiety. All right, enough, enough, enough. Talking about refs here and what they do wrong. Wes McCauley would never do that. What get something wrong? No, that's why he got kicked out of the playoffs last year. He pulled a hamstring. I'm just, he didn't get. He didn't I'm do anything just, wrong. I'm just making a joke. I'm making a joke. Now, now Kelly Sutherland. Yes, Kelly Sutherland should have been fired on the spot. They should have. They should have just started anew. Bring up all the college refs. See what happens. John Tortorella. A shouldn't have got fined this much, and B, he's John Tortorella. Yeah, he doesn't. You don't hear stories about him being calm and nice an abusive guy or whatever you don't hear him about he just calls you an idiot and that's it (laughs) he calls you an idiot calls you dumb and you know what if a if a coach doesn't like a ref's call when is that new in sports it's it's almost is it because he said it in front of a microphone instead of saying it in front of players or his friends or his family alex if people watched ever listened or watched davenport broadcast they would know i would tear to the acha more than anyone in this planet so i'd get fined a lot more than tortorella would actually i don't i don't use gd i don't say galdang i don't say that but i harp on the refs about as much as anyone does and i can tell you right now it's liberating first of all second of all it's because refs are awful I've never. West, that's why I say Wes McCauley is one of the best refs in the league because he's the only one that I can actually go and look at and say he's made mistakes, but I don't see it happen as consistently. Kelly Sutherland is a schmuck. I don't care if he's a veteran and veteran of the officiating crew. He has sucked. Then again, the playoffs last year were just awful, nonetheless. But I digress. John Tortorella had a reason to be upset. 
Now, granted, it was at the time he wasn't. I probably wasn't explained well because it was later proven why what happened with the time clock and all that. But he spoke his mind. His team just lost. His team lost. His team lost, and he thought they got screwed. Yeah, that he got screwed. So you know what? Great. I'm, if he was wrong, then then he can he can go out and he can apologize on Twitter or whatever, or either that, or he can just the world can be like, okay, he was wrong. I get the fact, but that, at the time, I he was the, right. I get the fact that the league was mad. That they probably fined him because you got mad over something that was actually right. He called out the officiating crew. He called out the NHL officiating because it's been bad. It's been bad for it's been a ridiculous. long time. So what are you? Are you mad because he was wrong? If you're mad because he's wrong, that's not a twenty thousand dollar fine. If you're mad because he made a decent point, you shouldn't fine him at all. The league needs to figure it out. Everything, every judgmental being of this league, every branch of it, from player safety to officiating, there needs to be a full redo, top to bottom, clear the house, and try it again. Because if everyone's getting mad about it consistently, Tortorella is just the tip of the iceberg. Everyone else gets mad too, but Tortorella is the one to actually say something. It's ridiculous, the fact, and the players just shrug it off because they know they're going to get fined. What are you going to do? Just because someone says something, you're going to slap them on the wrist? And you're going to punish them for it because they spoke their mind? Everyone, yeah, I everyone apologize, on, but this is dumb. Everyone harps on the league because and the players because they're dull. God forbid someone said something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. You want you want the NHL and its fans and all this, they want them to be personalities. They want them to be kind of like the NBA players are and whatever. Okay, so John Tortorella goes and harps on the refs. Just like an NBA player would. That's what you want. LeBron James wouldn't get fined. LeBron James wouldn't get fined for calling out the refs. because because he's got. Because you want to know why? Because Adam Silver would be like, you're right, LeBron, let's change this. Because he has that kind of power. Connor McDavid, if he said something, he'd probably... Well, Connor McDavid probably wouldn't get fined. No, well, I mean, Connor McDavid wouldn't say anything, period. Because he's Connor McDavid and he doesn't say anything. Yeah, because he's been trained into become a robot thank you he's gary. a robot that thank smiles. you gary roberts he's a robot that smiles every 20 days he smiles whenever he scores and that's really it that's about it because he's, he's like he's like the uh the bounty droid that turned into a nurse in the mandalorian i am sorry that you I, turned i'm sorry that you had to see that what i'm not that far yet you dumb schmuck oh it's fine you don't I don't care. I didn't really. I didn't reveal anything. I'm you just, just revealed part. Now there's gonna be someone. The, never mind. You know what? Shut up. Tortorella. Good for speaking his mind. League didn't like it. League can. I got two words for you. I'm not saying anything. There you go. But yeah, hey, tell us what you think of John Tortorella. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you like what he said? You think he was wrong for speaking out? He may have been wrong, but at least he said something. Use the hashtag the Kill Podcast to tell us what you think. At the Kill Podcast on Twitter. If you really want to get at us. Get, <laughs> get, get at her. Get at it. Get at us. Get at her. You I know. barely even know her. It will have that sound effect when I get the mixer going here. Yeah. But, but. I also, okay, watch Letter Kenny because Pitter Patter. Yeah. Alex. Let's Pitter, get at her. Pitter Patter. Get at her. Um, it's a great show. Awesome show. Also got to watch I love, Star Wars. Can I be that guy, Alex? I'm going to be that guy. What? I was with I was following Letter Kenny. Oh my god. Before no. everyone else did. Before it was a show. 
when it was no more than Jared Kiso and I forget the other actor's name when they were just doing Letterkenny problems. You go, you go down to Buffalo, watch Liz play, but, you know, other words and stuff, you got to follow up, but you know what I'm talking about. Long before I was ever an idea for a show. Yes, before that, before yes, K. That. Trevor Wilson f- signed on for it. By the way, he's actually a real comedian. If you ever, did you ever notice that K. Trevor Wilson's an actual comedian? Yes. Makes a fellow wonder. Don't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so... In my school, they call me Big Trev. Now, <laughs> normally, they'd call someone Big Trev because there was another guy named Trev. I was the only one. In my town, they measured things in the amount of Trev's. Hey, I saw that you got that uh, new garage there. How many square Trev's is that? <laughs> oh, about 12. 12 square Trev's. Oh, that's a big garage. <laughs> I get it! <laughs> I'm a big man! That's actually a bit from his. He's actually he's actually pretty funny. That was not direct quoting at all, because, but it was... It was paraphrasing. You, you got the was. gist of it. He used his voice... He got called Big Trev. They used Square Trev's as a unit. I, love I don't got anything else for the show. I love how people actually look at him like, wow, his voice is different. Or like when when you were playing, I think, I don't know if it was you or I was playing the video where Jared Kiso was doing that one interview in the Maritimes. And he had oh, the, the radio show? Yeah, and they were doing oh, yeah, like... Because he was like talking like this. He's a hockey there. player. Jared yeah, Kiso's a hockey player. Yeah, he's talking like this and then... So what? So what's, what's 10-ply? Oh, oh yeah, no, Temple. That's basically just saying, you know, you're no, kind of No, Jared Kiso, you know? Alex. Jared Kiso is a hockey player turned actor. Yes. That's really how it is. Yes. That's why he was perfect when he played Don Cherry. That's why the pro, Twice! That's why the pro hockey relations one-on-one bit is awesome because, or the media relations is perfect because that's him actually talking. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no, 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 guys, you know, it's, you know, it's three lines. Three, <laughs> three lines. Well, Kelly's like, that's how I actually sucks. He actually sounds like he actually talks like this. Yeah, no, you're talking about it. Uh, hang out with your buds the other day. He did. I don't think he ever calls a dad dad, but we do now because it's funny. He fun. did. He did. Better get those all-dressed chips. <sighs> I got some do you got anything show. else for the show? You know, we could go into how important Jake Gens will be now. Four to six months of shoulder surgery is going to hurt the Penguins. I don't care. Colville Chuck to the heads. Brendan Gallagher's out with the conky. That's Great. Why, that's why I signed Colville Chuck, probably. Probably. But really, that's, I mean, we're at, we're at two hours. We're just about two hours. So, yeah, I'm, you know, we, we could probably shut her down here. Yeah. Well, well on that bombshell. Is there anything looking forward to this week? Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, for Tyler, I'm your host, Alex. Use the hashtag the Keel Podcast at the Keel Podcast. Tyler, got anything? Got to plug any uh, well, hockey um, Raider stuff? Nope. I mean, I had all my stuff for the GLI content I already posted out. So if you want to see how that went, go cool. check out the hockey Raiders. Go check out. Uh, they got a lot of good stuff now, especially with John Hines being the head coach of Nashville. There's gonna be a lot of dumb takes. On, well, not dumb takes, but a lot of hot takes. Make sure to go check out uh, Tyler's hot take on why Kovalchuk doesn't need to be playing for the Habs since he's the the Habs guy there and the GLI guy there. I did not write that. That was you didn't write else. that. No. I, oh, okay. I wrote my four articles. I don't know if I'm gonna keep writing for the Habs. I'll be honest, because I'm really disinterested in writing for him. I want to do. Here's the well, thing. the hockey the hockey writers has now become a, a reliable source because um, Elliot Friedman used it, so it's legit. Where? When? Uh, a while ago. Oh, right. He probably used some. Um, it was one of the guys who analytics. And so it's legit. It's a good crew we have for Montreal. I just don't yeah, it's legit. write for as much. 
All right. Check out the hockey writers. Check out Tyler's writing. Uh, hashtag the Keel Podcast. At the Keel Podcast on Twitter. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.